after all those issues, I've officially hit record again. And I think, I think we're ready to talk. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Who knows? I don't know. We'll see how long okay. this lasts before something else shuts us down. Solid 10 minutes. All right. Dude. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, my, uh, my guest and also tech support for today is the one and only Halford Sucks. How you doing, sir? Hello. I'm Thank good. you for taking the time. I am I'm not sorry, stressed. I'm, <laughs> I'm not stressed in any way, shape, or form. That's the crazy part, though. You were being so helpful, and yet through all said helpfulness, it just everything. got worse and worse and worse as we went. So, that hey, is, you know uh, what? standard part of my life. Everything I touch somehow breaks and then gets fixed and works fine. I should have just told you not to touch me then, because that's... I blame you. <laughs> Oh, dude. So where, I mean, where do you want to start? I know we have so many amazing things that we want to touch on, but what, what is the most, what's burning the most in your heart that you want to start with? Cause I mean, we I could think, like everything. I think for me at the moment, like a huge part of obviously every streamer's life right now is platforms. Yes. And, and just like platforms, the state of gaming and like, where the viewership sits at the minute and just everything like that like like how it's all changed even in like the last year yeah wait do you have to hold on do you have two separate vapes i have multiple separate vapes for why uh so <laughs> i have this one which is uh um, dude that's a <laughs> okay yeah i have this one which is like lower nicotine uh normally i use it at home uh, but I'll be honest, the um, the coil's burnt in it at the moment, and I'm waiting for my liquids to come from the warehouse because uh, I don't keep too many liquids here because I would use them all. Okay, and this that's one fair. is like stronger nicotine. Um, is more what I use when I'm traveling. Uh, like so, it's it's because it's easier to fit in my pocket and it doesn't need like a big bulky bottle to go with it. Mm -hmm. And then I also just have some like spare ones lying around that I get given when I'm at events and stuff. What was the yellow one? That's the one that I noticed that's at first. Yeah, so these are like the throwaway ones. I don't buy yeah, yeah, these yeah. because I actually don't really agree with how like they have um, on the like the effect they have on the environment because they're like very. It's just basically lumps of plastic with lithium-ion batteries. So I don't go out of my way and buy them, and we will never make them as a company. Um, oh, okay, I, I do get given them for free, and it seems more of a waste to just throw it away when it's full up than not use it. Do you work at a nicotine company? I own a vape company. How have I missed this part? <laughs> so um I, I myself like i don't even i don't even class myself as a streamer anymore because i don't even do much um i so i obviously stream make videos uh obviously you've tried thing in the past dude um, it's so still I, I own thing you own and, thing i thought yeah, you were just yeah, like I, a brand represent okay what companies no, no, do no. you own <laughs> so so half of sucks i own yeah uh, i own thing well i own I own part of thing okay uh and i own suck it which is my vape company which <laughs> is why i have all of those in the background you have thing and suck it that's yeah. so perfect yeah that's so sick dude I was, like thing i started as like a as a sponsor uh and then basically loved the company loved the brand loved the people that kind of worked with it and i was just like they offered me to become a director of it because I was doing so much work behind the scenes anyway and kind of knew how it all running. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, go on then. I'll take, I'll take a chunk of the company. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, fuck yeah. How so, long has that uh, been a thing? Uh, so I've been working with them like as, on a sponsor level for like coming up on three years now. 
Oh shit. Uh, and after like a year and a half, cause like I, it's the only long-term sponsor I'd ever had. Um, just cause I, you know, it's the only product I ever used every day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I was like, I think I became a director like just over a year ago now, but obviously it's like a fairly drawn out process. So it's sort of in the works for like over six months. Holy hell, dude. And then what about the suck it aspect? So suck it, uh, was a company that we start from scratch. Um, and I started that last year. It's almost, it's coming up on a year now. Like this time last year was when like the, the idea was born, um, or like part of the idea was born because I'd sort of been like developing some liquids anyway. Cause I obviously the problem is, is when you use products on stream all the time, kind of just giving companies free advertisement. Yeah. And one of the things that I got all the time was like, what vape liquid you use? What vape liquid you use? And I was like saying all these companies and I'm like, I'm missing a fucking trick here. I was like, what if I just made my own liquids? And uh, we was at an event uh, with one of my friends who's already like big in the, big into the scenes, he owns shops and stuff. And I was, I was like listening to all the conversations and stuff. And I was like, okay, I was like, can we just make our own liquids? He was like, yeah. I was like, let's do it then. So now we're like, like full professionally made company. Everything is like legal. It goes for all of like the like because a lot of people still think like if they know I'm the owner, they think I make it in a shed or something. No, we've got like warehouses <laughs> and like proper manufacturing. It's all like um, everything is done properly. Like where where as professional as it can get in terms of that. So um, how did you even start making your own liquid? Like how does one? Because yeah, that was my first thought was <laughs> like, oh, you just started fucking batching nicotine liquid. Like that <laughs> seems dangerous. How did no. you even start with that part of it? And then we'll get to platforms because this is so interesting. Okay. So the basis of like most vape liquid is essentially um, more or less the same. There's two like pretty simple base ingredients. Um, and as long as the like it's very quality based because more or less all vape liquids are based around the same thing. Okay. Um, but there's different tiers to the quality. Like a lot of, pe a lot of companies now outsource it to China because it's obviously cheaper but there's a lot of quality loss doing that. Like we're all manufactured and made in the UK. Uh, so we've got Holy like hell. the highest, the highest certification of liquid that you can basically go through. Um, and once you've got like the basis of that down, there's a couple of like different proportions that you can use depending on the types of vapes and stuff. Uh, it's then just more or less getting the flavoring right. And that can be like a huge chunk of it. And that we spent like, it took us about eight months to develop our first six flavors. Holy hell. And what like, is that point of perfection. <laughs> like? Like, what is your involvement in that? Obviously, I'm assuming you have a team of people that are helping do that, but like, what's the process yeah. of that? So um, basically, every time you make a new flavor, it is, it is made down to like the tiniest percentages of like proportions of liquids that you can possibly go to. Like this, this shit is like full computer science stuff. Really? Um, yeah. So basically, like, it's is is I can't I can't say too much about the R and D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of it's like obviously how you do it, <laughs> and I'd probably get murdered by other vape companies if I leaked it all. But uh, <laughs> basically, it's it's like working alongside computers, figuring out different proportions of like flavoring and stuff, um, testing that, running that through like vigorous testing to see how that affects like coils and like aspects of the vape long term as well, because different flavors uh, use different amount of sweet different amounts of sweetener which then affects how long the vape itself lasts because the sweeter it is, the quicker it burns out the cotton in the vape. Oh, um, okay. And then obviously just, it's, it, there's, there's a lot of testing that goes into that aspect. Flavor-wise, it's basically just keep doing it until you get it right. And then once you get it right, it's about doing it in other ways so that it doesn't like fuck up the vape itself, if that makes sense. Dude, that's insane. 
Holy so, hell. So from streamer to multiple business owner. That's there's, insane, there's, there's dude. Like other things that I've worked on as well that were like pretty cool, but they're like the three things that I'm doing at the moment that are like my life. <laughs> Holy hell. Okay, so we'll get into those later. Now, platforms. What's yes. What's been, I mean, what? where are you currently at with all of that? Like what's... <laughs> <laughs> so it's a weird conversation isn't it it um, is it's so, so uh, yeah i ha i've been a partner with facebook for three and a half years two and a half years long time long time like most of my career i can't remember how long i've been streaming now Coming am up, i yeah two and a half years two and a half years actually. am i able to ask was that paid contract or just uh so it was it started at the beginning as like scaled partnership um I what was, is that because I don't know. The partnership is unpaid, unpaid. Sorry. Okay, okay, cool. Um, and so then after like a year of that, basically, I was like, look, I'm pulling mad numbers like on videos and on the streams. I was like, this was like, this was like peak, like end of like mid for dance school thing when numbers were good. Nice. Like, yeah, when numbers were good. Yeah. I was like, can I get fucking paid? And they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll actually pay you. And I was like, sorry, nice. I was like, was that easy? I was like, yeah. And then I don't know, like, I don't know if you was ever on a paid contract or not. No, nope. uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen any of the paid contracts. No, nope. the clauses that are in a lot of those things are fucking awful, and I don't know if I can really say what the clauses are. Yeah, I technically did sign NDAs under all of that and stuff. But when they sent me the contract for it, it was for a video contract, um, for like the videos that I was making, and it worked out that it would be very consistent money, but probably less money than what I was making. Really? Yeah. So I was like, no. <laughs> nice and i just stayed on as a scale partner i was like as as like as as nice as the money was yeah like you know if you'd have offered it to me a year before i'd have been like give me that yeah because i'd also seen like how lucrative the money from videos could be itself i was like this is nice because i know it's coming in every month but obviously when you take like agency fees out of that because it's not like direct like there's it it added a lot of complication and it meant that i was losing money that, through that you had to have agency fees yeah, so you know, like CSP. Not for myself. Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah, on a paid contract, they was taking taking money basically. That's really interesting. So you would be twenty percent to be precise. So it's a good chunk as well. So you would be. How, so how did that? So you would you only be reached out to via those CSP people? So it wouldn't be you <laughs> never really had direct communication with facebook it would be your partner manager which was with this agency correct Pretty much. is that right so i i ended up having some contact with facebook directly just because i'd been on the platform so long and i was very vocal about a lot of the problems yeah but not vocal in the sense of like i see a lot of people just taking straight to twitter and at in facebook gaming as if the social media manager who's probably been sacked actually gives a fuck dude have you noticed um, they haven't uh tweeted <laughs> since beginning of february fbgg who yeah literally <laughs> literally um and everyone like thinks that anyone's gonna get a response from that which just seems backwards to me uh like i always took it through the pro proper channels at the very least because i thought if i'm gonna fucking slag them off i'm gonna slag them off their face like yeah. it seems backwards to just do it on the internet where they either if they do see it it's going to be someone who will actually probably fucking tell you off um and probably also has no power to change anything so i was like no yeah. and so i ended up having like multiple conversations with like uh the facebook people that we have our ends directly um but even then it was quite limited like mostly just went straight through the through the csp and agency okay so but yeah no i declined my paid partnership um and then 
recently. I, I the only reason I really kept the the unpaid one was because I was like, okay, in theory I get like extra support, and if I have any questions, I at least have somebody I can ask these questions to. Yeah. Um, or if I have a problem, I can go through them. And I mean, when I say I have had an inundated amount of problems in the last year, specifically. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I'm like, why is my ad rev halved, but I'm getting the same amount of ad impressions? Yeah. Why is this happening? Why is like my chat not refreshing? Why is why does my sub button not work? Why can people not send stars? Why am I making a fraction of the fucking money I was a year ago? Because like of technical problems. What about this? What about these fake accounts? What about XYZ? Like, fuck me, the list goes on. And I'm like, I just need help. I just need like they're simple solutions. And I know you can do it because you've done it for me before. Like you solved this. Like we had like problems where this guy, like, uh, and uh, excuse me about, about this part because it's a horrible part of everything that's happened in the last couple of years. We had issues with a guy that was a known pedophile, right? That was harassing a bunch of UK creators. And I'll get into that. Um, I, won't, I won't name names of other creators. I mean, some people might piece it together, but we had like a ton of us had issues with that. And when I found it out, I said to Facebook, I was like, this guy is literally a nonce. Yeah. Can we like, can we sort this? And they're like, oh yeah, we take his account down. They took his account down. But, and they're like, other people have, that have done it since, and we've had issues with, or like whatever. They're like, no, we can't take accounts down. And I'm like, what's fucking changed? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, changed? So how did so, that, as you were, as you were bringing up these issues to them, how <laughs> did that communication change over the course of time? Because you were saying that originally they were, dealing with shit and then it got to a point where it seemed like either they just didn't care or they just didn't they just weren't worrying about it what was that for you yeah were they very communicative did you actually feel like you were talking to a normal person how did that well, start to change we like obviously there were always normal people it was always through discord mostly that i had the conversations because it was just mm. directly with our agency um and it would be like hello, I need this sorted, or I need, like, an update on this, like, why is this happening? And they'll be like, okay, we've got a meeting on XYZ day, like, I'll come back to you then, or I'll call you then, or whatever. Like, I had quite a good relationship with them, um, so normally I knew that if I had an issue, it would probably either get sorted, or I'd at least get an answer as to why it was a thing. Uh, and over the course of time, like, it just kind of started dwindling. And time um, frame-wise? Like, when were you um, getting replies versus when did it start to start lagging? Probably like last year when everything was okay, like start of last year, everything was okay with the platform. Like it sort of started to have that downwards effect. Yeah. But it wasn't like bad enough where everyone's fucking jumping shit. Um, I also had a different guy that worked at the agency at that point who now actually works for the talent agency that I'm with elsewhere. Oh, nice. Um, which is quite nice because I get along with him really well. But um, he basically left the, the other one and it, the communications got handed over to like somebody new. And obviously they were trying to learn the account with them a bit differently. And it just kind of like, I feel like Facebook's communication went a lot as well. Yeah. Um, because that was sort of the time where like, I don't know if you remember them having like a bit of an existential crisis. And we went from like the FBG logo to the normal Facebook logo and then like change no. it back. And then like, if you go on the Facebook game and Facebook page, there was like a period where they just changed all of the artwork from like the FBGG logo to just the Facebook logo, and then they changed the banner to just a random green screen, and had like a what? bit of an identity crisis. Yeah, it was fucked. It was like a year ago now. It was really bizarre. That's um, amazing. And then it just kind of all went downhill from there. That was that was literally where I started watching it, and it started going wrong. And how were you dealing with this like stress as someone who's relying on these things to do your job? You seem very good about 
at least getting it out and trying to affect the change as opposed to just sitting there and bitching about it. So how did that, how did you start to deal or not deal or what was that? I paint. Nice. If, if ever I'm stressed, I just paint. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I love painting. I absolutely love painting. Um, like all of this is hand painted behind me. Um, what? Paintings. Um, by you? I'm, yeah. Yeah. By me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I love painting. <laughs> That's sick. How long have you been painting? Uh, since I was a kid, I've done it at school. Um, always, like, when I've done it in school, I've done, like, very, like, taboo shit. Like, you do art in school in the UK. They want you to, like, focus on Picasso and, like, famous artists. And there's, there's a lot of, like, really fascinating, like, satire artists that I love. Um, like, did you ever hear about, like, Charlie Hebdo? No, uh, it maybe French, it was like a it was a French magazine that was attacked by ISIS a few years ago because they'd done satirical comics. Oh no! Um, and they had done it, and like it was a big thing in like 2015, um, and that was sort of around the same time that I found their art. And like their art is it's very cartoonized, but it's more about the message that they send. Yeah, and it's 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 very like political, and so I won't go into like too much of it because it it definitely splits opinions. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're like the French version. You might know the Onion. Yeah. They're sort of like a French version of the onion. Okay, nice. Um, where they just rip the shit out of everything. Just taking the piss I mean? for fun. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But they do it more in like a cartoonish style artwork. And I've done a lot of artwork like that in school, so it's very sort of taboo. It was like, oh my god, this guy's took this this like 16-year-old is talking about like ISIS and terrorism in art form instead of just painting a mountain. And you, so wait, so know. you were like mimicking or taking inspiration from what they were doing and would paint that? In yeah. your <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so as, a, as awesome. like an actual child, like, oh mate, my teachers hated it. I've done it for like my actual exam piece as well. I done uh, a piece on addiction. So I did like a, a huge painting and it was like five foot tall and I've done it out of coffee and ink. Um and it was of like a mannequin and all of the grain on the mannequin, because it was like a wooden mannequin, all of the grain on the mannequin was written out of uh out of like a dip fountain pen. And it said addiction over and over and over again. Um, and it, it was actually kind of like beautiful foresight into how my life would go later on. Yeah. Down the line. Um, and I've done like sculptures that accompanied it that was uh, like smoking cigarettes. And uh, done that for like my exam piece. And fucking hell. <laughs> I didn't go down well with the teachers, but it was quite funny to see. How did you get that inspiration as a 16 year old? Like, what, what, what was your relationship with addiction at such a young age that you felt compelled to put it into art um so i have like one thing that you'll notice about me is if i ever have like a problem i'll try and make like a, a solution that i can benefit from from that okay so, like i'm addicted to caffeine so i started working for a caffeine company and then became a director of the company i i vape so i made a vape company <laughs> yeah that's fair I, I paint all the time and people want to buy my artwork. So I'm about to start selling my artwork. Dude. Like if, if I can, if I can turn it into something that isn't just me sitting there doing fuck all, then like I will. And so from a very young age, like the culture that I was in was like extreme sport culture, like BMX skating, that sort of stuff. Uh, and I've been doing that since I was like 10, 11. Um, and from that age, especially in the UK, I don't know how strong and prominent it is in the US. I imagine it is. But it's like you're chugging monsters and Red Bulls to get you oh, through yeah. the day. Yeah. And so from like the age of 12, 11 or 12, I was chugging like two or three monsters every day. And it started just to fit the culture. 
Yeah. And then swiftly led to an addiction because of the chemical imbalances of like, you know, all of the stuff that comes from drinking too much caffeine. And so I've always been like wired on caffeine ever since I was a kid. Um, <laughs> and then I started smoking when I was like 15 as well. Um, and so like, it, I almost was doing it as a satire of myself at the time, because when I went to a very posh school, and so whenever I like rocked up into a class, like smelling of cigarettes, and it was very prominent, um, people would always like try and like get me in shit with the teachers. And so I almost felt like poetic for me to sit there and be so blase about the fact that I was smoking while I was supposed to be in school yeah. and do artwork about it for an exam piece. I don't know. It was like, it was complete rebellion stage for me. And it was just a case of me pulling out like a deck of cigarettes in front of my teacher and being like, making art out of it, miss. Don't worry. It's not why I smell like them. Do you know what I mean? It was oh. just me being a rebellious 16 year old. <laughs> That's amazing. And that ended up parlaying to where you're at now. Just saying, fuck you. I'm still doing yeah. these, like finding Pretty success much. through that. Pretty much. Yeah. I went to a school like at the time, like I wanted to join the military. Um, I wanted to be a Marine in the UK. Right. And why? At the school I was, why? I don't really know. It was always what I'd wanted from what, like, from as long as I can remember, it was always what I wanted. And there was like a huge part of me that was always, at the time, like patriotic to, to an extent. Yeah. Um, I think I had a very misled understanding of politics and uh, the way our country was run, admittedly, because I don't feel the same way anymore. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It just felt like a calling to me. It was my way of saying like, I want to help people. And that's always nice. kind of where I want to been in my life. Um, and I was like, there are thousands of people that can't defend themselves and can't look after themselves. If anything ever did go wrong with the country or people needed protection, at least I know I'd be in a position to be able to do so. And I think that kind of has translated and transpired into the work that I do now into like, you can look at vaping and caffeine and stuff in whatever way you want. Like the science behind vaping says it's healthier than smoking. Um, and so, if people can move like my personal experience, I've gone from smoking to vaping. I feel a lot better for it. Yeah. If I can run a marathon on it and train every day and be at the fittest I've ever been. Probably not that bad in comparison to smoking when I was writing myself off every day. Yeah. Um, and like through the streams and stuff and giving people that, that escape and being able to help people through the charity work and things like that. I think it basically transpired that instead of doing it through fighting, I've just done it through like, other ways instead i don't know i've just always kind of been that person that i'll always be the first one to help you in, yeah in like dire situations i don't know like it, there's there's limits to that because when people come to me with really weird menial problems i'll just be like google it really but if it's like yeah i'm i'm strange man my can you my, like define a menial or can do you have an example off the top of your head if i've learned something from google i will tell someone else to google it Everyone fucking listen. Thank you. The amount of times where people will like, and I, I will admit that I'm also the person where if I think that someone might know the question, even if it's a relatively Googleable question, I will ask you. Cause that's maybe you have like a little bit more nuance to it, but yeah. the amount of times where it's like, Hey, where can you download X? And I'm like, type yeah. that in Google. Yeah. Hey, how do I type that in Google? Like, I'm a firm believer in independence, right? And so when people come to me with a problem and they don't even know the context behind their own problem, I'm like, have you looked into it at all? Or have you just gone to the very first fucking option that you think might be able to help you? Yeah. Like, I'll be here for like step three and four. You need to yeah. do steps one and two yourself. 
yeah, get do a little bit of research before you come running to me and waste my time having to give you all the context that you could have literally found with four words in a Google search. Do you does, know what I mean? Does this happen a lot to you? It used to happen a lot. Like when, like once again, back in the day, like particularly lockdown, when I was had gone from like no followers to like blowing up over like the course of a few months because I was putting so much work in, I was getting a lot of smaller creators come to me and asking me like, fuck tons of questions about streaming yep um and i was like my response would be something along the lines of like my, most of the time if it was like a really difficult question and i remember googling that myself and sitting there thinking fucked if i know how to do that like i would normally help them because i'd be like i'm not gonna sit there and tell you google something if i couldn't find it on google yeah but like when it was something like what do you what what software do you use to stream i'm like you can ask me and wait for me to respond or you could type that exact sentence on google and it will give you a list of like five of the best softwares and break down the pros, cons, and how to use every single one of them. Yeah. Versus my biased opinion because I only use one. Especially when it comes to like, what do you think is the best? What do you think is, I have X, Y, and Z for a streaming PC. Do you think that's going to be enough? Oh, don't get me started. I don't know. <laughs> Type it into Google. Google will ask tell someone, you. Yeah, or ask <laughs> someone whose fucking job it is to be tech support. Like, yeah, that's... Like, Man, I, it got really frustrating at a point where, like, I would then, like, if you message my page, it responds with, I don't read these messages a lot, message me on Twitter. I was like, fuck it. If people I are going to spam me with messages, I'm going to at least grow my Twitter because of it. <laughs> That's actually really smart. Cause yeah, I tell people, like, yeah, I sent you a message on blah, blah, blah. Or I sent you a DM and I'm like, I'm not going to see it. You should just maybe message me on Twitter and I might see yeah. it. Maybe. Literally, like, I've got five different facebook accounts linked to my one account so i have all of those messages i have two free twitters free instagrams multiple youtubes it's like nowhere's easy to message me yeah. and people still get vexed about the fact that i don't answer them <laughs> dude i've like i that's one that's and i'd be curious to see where what your opinion on on it is my biggest gripe with existing on social media with having this public job i guess you can say is the amount of time we are i don't even want to say expected but yeah i'll use the word expected the amount of time we're expected to also then reply to all of these things and do all of these reply to every single comment and message and dm yeah. and blah, blah 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 over the course of all of these pages that we have when we're already i mean giving seven to eight hours or however long you're streaming in a given day how has your relationship been with managing that like was there ever a time where you were the person that was trying to respond to all the DMS. And then you just got to a point where you're like, I can't live my life like this. Like, was that yeah. ever a struggle for you? Um, so I, when I was smaller, like my time frame on all of this went really weird. Like the first year of my career in streaming was like, I done it for fun more or less. And I quit my job towards like the last two months of that first year because I was off work anyway, like because of COVID and stuff. What were you doing? Um, I, well, I can't say where because I oh, okay. myself. I worked on uh, sites basically doing maintenance. Um, nice. It sounds it sounds more boring when I can't say the place because the place was cool, but I don't fancy leaking where I live. So, That's fair. Um, <laughs> you were fixing cool shit. Yeah, I was fixing cool shit basically. Nice. Um, and you know, I done like other jobs before that and stuff, but like at the time, like I was off work because nothing was going on over there, so there was like there's nothing to fucking fix, and like you know, everyone's on furlough because of COVID and stuff. So I was like, fine. And I've really knuckled down with streaming. I'd already been doing it like six months uh, after like another four or five months of that. Like it started to blow up and do really well. Uh, so I was like, fuck it, quit my job. Um, nice. 
I, I say, well, I say blow up and do really well. I mean, I was making like $400 a month. Well, and I was going to um, say, what was that blow up for you? What was that? <laughs> well, it was just like consistency at that point. I was getting like the same names in the chat. Like we was getting like supporters and like the odd donation. Like I've never been the person that's pushed for that. No. Um, it, like to this day, I, I refuse to do it. I have very strong like opinions on that style of things. Um, but at the time, like it was just like, you know, people were hanging out and basically somebody messaged me like the day after a stream once and was like, I just want to say thank you. I was like, what for? And they was like, for streaming as consistently as you do. Like I was doing 12 hour streams every day. Jeez. And I was like, yesterday I was uh, stood on a bridge and I was about ready to end it all. Um, and I got the notification for your stream. Uh, and I, for whatever reason, decided to pull your stream up. And I sat there on the edge of that bridge for an hour watching your stream until I eventually climbed down and just chuckled the entire way home watching your stream. Because like, you saved my life yesterday. I just want to say thank you. And I was like, fuck, I really don't know what to say to that. But I was like, just know that this is what I love doing. And the fact that you've done that has inspired me to continue working harder. And I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Like, thank you. It takes a lot to do that. Yeah. Um, just know that if you ever need us, we're here. Like, there's a whole community that will help back you. Uh, and I rang my boss the next day and was like, I want to quit. And he goes, what? I was like, yeah, I quit. And he goes, why? Yeah. I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm fucking making a difference here. I was like, I'm, I'm sick of fixing shit and, you know, draining puddles and fixing taps. I was <laughs> like, it's so boring. I was like, I'm not achieving anything. I was like, I was like, I'm going to take a risk. I was like, I fuck knows if it will work. I had like, averaging like 20, 30 viewers at the time, but I was like, fuck it, whatever. Um, I think I made $400 that month. And I was nice. like, oh, well, <laughs> let's just give it a go. And then two months later, um, I went into a tournament hosted by Find at the time. Nice. Um, and I won the tournament and made a very, very good, like, I didn't get any publicity from the tournament. And this is one thing that, like, still to this day winds me up, is people trying to denote the success to the tournament itself. It was the video I made around the tournament mm. and how I made that video that I, did, that I put the success to, because it was like, I didn't get anything from the tournament itself. But I made a, I made a video about it and done it in a very clever way and that video was my first ever viral video it was like just shy of a million views to this day nice um was this it was youtube i'd ever really no this was facebook okay fuck yeah um, i'd never made any videos but i'd also just accepted partnerships i just got ad rev and i was nice. just watching the money on this video go up and i'm like fuck i'm like no wonder these people are rich i was like this is insane and so i made a couple more videos that month and like that month i made five grand nice and i was like Mate, I've still only made like $500 from streaming, but I made like four and a half grand from these videos. I was like, this is fucking insane. I was like, can I do this every month? Yeah. I started daily uploading. And you um, were editing these yourself? I was editing these myself. I've only recently stopped editing my own videos. Damn, um, dude. And I daily uploaded for almost three years without missing. I missed like two or three days in that entire what time. What was frame. the schedule you put yourself on in order to have that level of output? When I was an alcoholic, it was a lot easier. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I was going to say, stupid. I didn't know if it was going to be harder or easier. Really? No. Uh, so I, I, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm very, very ADHD. Like, very ADHD. I, I was meant to get a diagnosis last year, but my life just took a mental turn and I got sued instead. So I've been spending oh, money fun. on lawyers. I can't talk about that one, unfortunately. I but <laughs> yeah. uh, hopefully one day. Um, but yeah, so I was meant to get a diagnosis last year, but basically alcohol would really calm me down uh like would calm down the point of my brain that stopped me from focusing so like while i was drinking like at the time i was grieving as well because i just lost my granddad and that was going through like all of this period of my company like my business blowing up and 
going from making like such a small amount of money to making like life-changing money every month and i'm like my granddad's dead i was like what do i do with myself so i just drank all the time but i unlocked like this superpower like i'm probably one of the best functioning alcoholics that ever existed like i would well sit done. there and i would start drinking from the first thing in the morning till like i went to sleep but it would just turn off all of like the anti-focus in my brain and i would sit there like a machine at the computer all day and I would get so much work done. Like there was times where I would be able to go live for like 12 hours, break every single game somehow into a piece of content for a video. And I would be weeks ahead on videos. Like I just had, I could put that spin on it and it just worked. And every single one was going viral. It was insane. So you would be streaming whilst drunk? Yeah, yeah, all the time. I would drink really? all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, I was terrible for it, mate. And were people to kind of dive in were people aware that you had this relationship with it was there ever that question or is it also because i also know drinking culture in the uk is a little different as well so like how did yeah. that i don't like i was no one ever really picked up on how much i used to drink until i kind of uh until like a little bit later on in my life really um like a bait, bait, like a year down the line from that a year or two down the line from that um because I was drinking like every day. So I was kind of had quite a good tolerance to it. Yeah. Um, and as long as I was just drinking beer, I could put beer after beer after beer away. And because I sit in an office on my own. Yeah. Day, no one will fucking notice it. It's down to me to clean the office. It's down to me to look after all the office. Like, yeah, this is like completely separate. Like this is like my studio. I've got my own like bathroom and toilet. And then I've got another office out the front. Nice. So like, and it's all completely separate to any other building. So like you have to physically come in here to see what I'm doing. And no one ever did. It was just me. And so, how like, long was this going on for? If you don't mind me uh, asking. So my, let me check my tattoo. My granddad yeah. died in 2020. Sorry. It blew away a lot of my memory. Um, my granddad died in 2020 uh, in the December. And I'd sort of been drinking like relatively heavy for like a couple of months before that, just because it was lockdown. There was fuck all else to do. Uh, after he died, I really went off the rails a little bit, um, and I buried my head a lot more into my work. Um, but with that came the fact that because I had no longer had to work a normal job and I could just do this shit all the time, there was also no real time frame that I had to be awake or go to sleep. I was awake till like five o'clock every morning streaming, and then I'd wake up at like one o'clock in the afternoon and just start drinking again. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of started getting worse, and then. You can like if you was to go back through like a time frame of maybe like my Instagram or something and look at the pictures, you can see like where I started putting on weight and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, and then a few months after that, basically I turned this whole like building into an office. Um, and that was done by like the April. And by that point, like I was drinking more. Um, and especially on my own, like I'd make sure I had like a case of beer with me pretty much every night and I'd polish off like a case of beer every night. Uh, and if that still wasn't enough, then I'd do like whiskey and move on to rum and things like that. Dang. Uh, and then like when I I'm trying to think what the time frame was later that year, pretty sure it's later that year. What? Yeah, yeah, it was it was end of 2021. Uh, we went out for I hit 100k on Facebook and we went out to celebrate. I took my best friend who now works with me, uh, his wife. And at the time I was still with Jade. And so the four of us went out up to London and we went up to the Shard, which is, do you know what the Shard is? No idea. It's like, it's like our version of the Empire State. It's just like a massive fucking bougie building in the middle nice. of London. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so we went up there and went to like a five-star restaurant up there and I spent a lot of money that night. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, spent yeah. like, I spent like over a thousand pound in one night. 
um, like I think at the time, which was equivalent of about $1,500 uh, on four of us for one night. I didn't even remember it. And the next day I had to wake up and like drive Jade back to the airport. And I woke up like hanging out my ass and I was like, she's not even fucking talking to me. I was like, I've probably been a right dickhead. Um, so I, got, I dropped her back to the airport, came home and was like, I think I need to stop drinking. Um, I was like, I don't even remember it. I was like, I checked my bank balance and was like, fuck, this isn't good. I was like, I've just eaten probably the most expensive steak I'll ever eat in my life. Like done all of this shit. And I was like celebrating something that's supposed to be good and I've somehow ruined it. Um, and so I kind of, it was like the kick up the arse I needed. Plus there was like other things that was like, not, not to the same extent as alcohol, but like drug usage and things like that as well. Yeah. was like definitely becoming more of a thing as I was making more and more money. And it was like, we're going out partying all the time. It was like in environments where drugs were like very prominent. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I want to stay away from that now that I'm more in that sphere. Uh, and I was like, I'm not going to be able to do that if I don't go sober. Uh, so I went sober, just off the cuff, decided I was going to stop drinking, threw away the last of the beers that I had. Cold turkey. Um, yeah, cold turkey. It was fucking awful. Wow. Uh, how? I know how dangerous that can fucking be, especially with the right amount by. that you said you were drinking. That... It was fucking awful. It was probably one of the worst things I've ever done. The what was that time... experience like? It was weird having so much more energy, but in a bad way. Because, like, I could sleep properly. Like, I don't know if you, like, everyone feels like if you drink, you sleep better. You don't. You don't, know. It's, it's, it's su such a backwards way of looking at it. So I was sleeping, but I was really struggling to get to sleep. And then when I fell asleep, I wouldn't wake up for hours. Like, I was, I was like, dead to the world. Like, you, you honestly thought I'd be dead. And then I'd wake up and I'd have, like, this weird energy. But it was, like, this negative energy because all of the emotion and things that I'd been suppressing for the last, like, year and year and a bit, um just were now like i couldn't couldn't fucking escape that shit anymore yeah um and it was awful like i hated it so i really like even then like after that i buried myself even further in my work um which is hard on relationships um, oh yeah and like the people that are around me like my friends my family everyone like i just kind of cut myself off quite quite a lot and worked a lot harder um, but I also couldn't be anywhere near alcohol. Like if I went near alcohol, that was it. Like I'll, I'd smell it and have to walk away. Um, mm. and like about a month into being sober, like my mom was at a work do and she asked me to come pick her up and I got dragged in and I was dragged in and someone's, uh, like tripped and spilled uh, tequila on me. And it was like in winter in England. So it's fucking freezing anyway, but I was yeah. like, I have to go. I was like, I have to leave. I was like, I cannot stay here like smelling of tequila. And I had like a massive argument with my mum about it the next day. I was like, do you know how fucking disrespectful it is to drag me into an environment that I'm not feeling comfortable in at that point? Like completely unwarranted because she was pissed and I know what it's like to be pissed and make mistakes and stuff. Yeah. But like I felt, felt terrible for it. But I also felt terrible for the fact that I couldn't control myself around the alcohol. Yeah. Um, but it, it, mate, it put me on such a much, like such a better part of my life. Um, and I lasted nine months of nice. complete sobriety. Um, and then I got sued. Um, <laughs> and I got, yeah. the, the, I got the letter through on my, on my basically that, that like on a weekend or not, on a Friday. And I was at an event on the Saturday, Sunday with a bunch of like the people from the veterans charities that I raised money for. Uh -huh. And I was casting an event for them. 
And I was like, do you want a beer? I was like, yeah. And I was like, I thought it was cold turkey. I was like, fuck it. I was like, I've had the most stressful week of my life. I've just taken on a new full-time member of staff and got sued in the same week. I was like, I deserve a beer. Um, and I How did, did that and, feel you know, in that moment? It felt fucking wonderful. Really? The next day I hated myself. That's... Like, I, 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 I almost hated myself as I was doing it because I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. And so then I drank more than one and I, I didn't get completely bollocks, but I had like a few to be like tipsy. Yeah. Um, and then I went home and then the next day I woke up and was like, I shouldn't have done that. But I was like, I also don't think I would have made it through that night without having a breakdown. Cause like at this point I was fine being around alcohol, but I was like also on the edge. Cause like mentally I was so stressed. I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, I've never been sued before. I've never had like this sort of shit come up on my desk. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Um, and so I kind of just caved really. There's no other way of saying it. I just caved. Um, yeah. But like, I'm at a point now where I'm, I'm sober at the moment because I'm training for a fight. Um, nice. But boxing. Like, that's the only, yeah, boxing. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, I've never boxed in my life, but I thought I'd give it a go. So. And you're actually going to do a fight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have more questions on this. Keep saying words because okay, I still um, want to backtrack. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like I'm sober at the moment, but like now I'm at a point where I can go out, I can have a singular beer on a weekend or I can have a couple of beers and enjoy myself. Or if I really want to go out and get absolutely fucking wasted, I will, but I don't feel the need to do it the next day. And I don't like taking something away from myself forever. Yeah. Like I like moderation. Um, and I'm very much at a point now where moderation is like a huge part of my life. Like, if I go out and get fucking smashed, which I did last month, I went out, done one of those weekends where I spent a shit ton of money and don't remember doing it, but when I woke up the next day and had to drive home from Manchester, which was a five-an-hour drive home, finished oh my God. Myself, I was like, really reminds me why I don't do this all the time now. Yeah. And so, like, the next day, I was just like, fuck it. Like, I enjoyed the weekend. It was a cracking weekend. But the next weekend, I went out again, and I didn't drink anything and had just as much of a good weekend, but I spent nice. 30 quid instead of 1500 you know what I mean? Dude, it's so crazy, especially going out, how much you realize you're spending. It's uh, ridiculous. Do not remember your evening. Like, that's yeah. probably the biggest part of it. Like, yeah, of course, have a couple beers, but the people who routinely are able to go and get blacked out and just spend, yeah, I can't wait to get black. And it's like, why? You're not even going to remember anything that's happening how yeah, it's, a, it's a horrible feeling like looking back at it now like i always used to feel like i was having fun when i was doing that yeah but now i like look at the videos and i'm actually like mortified of like my behavior and the person that i became doing that shit because like i would be the one that was stood on top of a table pulling my trousers down fuck you swinging me arsehole about and laughing and screaming and dancing everywhere do you know what i mean like that how did was me how did your friends <laughs> deal with that i loved it Really? It was me that would look like a dickhead instead. <laughs> oh my god! And it apparently it wouldn't get you kicked out of too many places. Maybe nah, not in London. Okay, nah, that's fair. Really. Okay, wait. But <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so wait. Take me back to the first month that you're sober. How are you? De yes, you dive more into work, but how are you feeling these feelings? How are you dealing with all this shit that's starting to come up? Um, because I think so that's the hardest. But like, especially for myself, like I'm still struggling to cut weed out because that's the exact feeling after a few days yeah. you have like all that shit that's in there and you're like i would just rather not like i've i've intellectualized this i know why i'm feeling what i'm feeling now let's just escape these feelings how how did you do that um i was talking a lot with like family and friends um like when i was in a position to do so a lot of the time i just have a fucking meltdown the amount of times i sat there editing videos just 
dripping tears over my keyboard was like <laughs> fucking mental. Um, but like I needed to get out of my system, right? And what was uh, coming up in those moments, if you have any specificity? Um, that, so this was not long after we'd had the whole thing. Like I'd been blackmailed, doxxed, death threats. Uh, like I'd been through all of it. This was like um, with this this pedophile. Um, and so like I had obviously gone through finding out all of that and how like dangerous the people was that he were associated with as well, um, which pretty much left me fucking shook as well. So like it was like I was dealing with all of that, but now sober too. Yeah. Uh, plus like losing my granddad the year before, and it was like coming up on a year of him being. Was it a year? Yeah, a year of him being dead, um, which was, like, awful. Um, so I think, like, there was, there was a lot of, like, just pent-up emotion around that and, like, how much of a shit person I had been as someone who was drinking every day and, like, the relationships that I would, like, cut myself away from just because it was, like, not nice to be in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like a bunch of just awful emotions and like awful things that had happened to me over like the last year specifically that um i was trying to walk away from do you know what i mean yeah and that was not easy <laughs> yeah no i think like the sobriety aspect of it allow you to process that in a more healthy way like i i, I used to be one of those people that like i wouldn't cry like i could i could, just couldn't bring myself to do it like wasn't wasn't a bit of me um after my granddad died that changed quite a lot and i was like able to do that um and like it even got to a point where like it's weird things and i actually cry at weird shit now and i'm like what what's this like if ever i'm feeling like a little bit emotional or i've had a bad day i'll be watching like some random film and then i'm like this is really good film what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's still quite rare but yeah. i catch myself like my eyes are watering now and i'm like what's going on like um and things like that, like, uh, I'm kind of a lot more, like, I don't try and hide how I'm feeling anymore. Like, before yeah. I'd be, like, I'd be, like, stone cold all the time. Was, um, was that learned or was that observed? Like, were you taught to not show emotion or was it something that you saw from others and decided to adopt? I was bullied a lot as a kid um, to the point where I moved schools uh, oh, wow. and, like, hated anything to do with, like, change because... Like, which is, is mad. If you was to like, if you, if anyone in this industry knew what I was like, like fucking 15 years ago, or like not even 15, 12, 10 years ago. Yeah, like 10 years ago, when I started like our version of high school, like I, for the first two years, I just, I fucking locked myself in a classroom, basically just cried. Um, really? I hated it. Yeah. I was bullied like for most of my like younger life. Um, and so it kind of got to a point, like I just, I, just, I don't know, I hit a switch when I got like a, a hit about 12 or 13. And I was like, fuck it you just gotta get used to it i was like no one else is gonna help you out of the shit you've got to be the one that helps yourself so just switch it all off and get on with it and that's what i did and that's what i've done ever since and it's only in like the last year now that i'm 22 that i was a bit like maybe i should like sort that out because that's yeah. actually unhealthy as fuck and that's why you know you cope with drugs drink whatever it is yeah so yeah so you say no one's gonna help you out do you if you don't mind me asking what were you able to bring these things to your parents was there yeah, how did that like, go my my dad has always had a problem with booze as well uh so from like a young age i kind of observed that behavior of like oh shit's going on drink yeah um and like my mom is 
she's lovely and she'll sit there and she'll talk with you and like so will my dad to be fair but they're not like proactive people they'll like they'll sit there and talk about problems but they won't solve problems i see and i'm i'm very much now in my life like like i know it i know it's fucked and the best way i can explain it is like i'm not very sympathetic so when somebody says to me like my hamster died i'll be like buy a new hamster <laughs> like i'll give you a solution i won't sit there and like molly coddle you yeah and i know that's fucked and some people really disagree with that but that's my way of dealing with things yeah it's like mad as that sounds and so like for me i needed like my the the part of my brain that like dealt with things needed a solution to things it didn't need yeah it's going to be okay it needed like how can, like this is my actual problem how do i fix that so and then if, like keep going sorry but, but but like your parents don't really give you that they're just like it's okay like you know, we'll like, we'll like, we'll, we'll sort that. And I'm like, how are you going to sort that? And it's like, we'll just sort that. And I'm like, fuck that. I'm like, I'm sorting this shit. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I just became like, took control of the reins and just fucking ran with it, right? So then how does that work for you if your hamster dies and you're trying to get like that? Do you not go to others for that comfort? Do you, are you relatively independent in that way? Yeah, for the most like, part. Like, how do you like, give that love to yourself? I don't. I just find a solution. Okay, that's fair. Like, if I, if I'm sad, I paint. Really? Like, yeah. That's that's my answer. Like, my outlet is is art. Is action is, is in a way. Gym. Yeah, it's it's just action. Like, I don't like. There are times like I'm not gonna sit there and say I'm I'm completely like that all the time. There are times where like sometimes I'll sit there and bitch and moan. But more mine isn't normally out of like um like sadness. It's more out of frustration because I think out loud when things are happening. So when like a problem comes up like with one of the companies or with streaming or stuff, I'll sit there and I'll just like, I'll shout at Pud and I'll be like, right, what the fuck do I need to do here? And he just sits there and listens. He never says anything. But yeah. it's like, eventually I just talk myself in a circle and I'm like, wait, why did I not think of this at the start? Yeah. And then I've got my solution and I feel better about myself. That's so interesting. Because yeah, I feel like so many of us, and that's how I've tried to start my ex has kind of opened my eyes to like not really giving advice to people anymore because most of the times if you start if you actually are really listening to people so much of the time people are already saying what they know to be true for themselves and what they actually have yeah. to do it's just the act of actually doing it and that's yeah. and that's that's really interesting i most love people that. know that's... the solution to their thing but they just they either need to hear it or they need to think it's their own idea i'm one of those people that needs to think that whatever it is that i'm doing is my own idea and really? so you might say something to me and I'll be like, nah, nah, nah. And then like a week later, I'll be like thinking about saying it and I'll think of it. And it's probably already a subconscious thought in my mind. I'll be like, fuck, that's a really good idea. I'm going to do that. And you're like, I said that to you a week ago. I'm like, no, you didn't. What? Like, no, no, no. <laughs> that was my idea. I thought of it. Yeah, I told I'm myself like, that. You got on about? But like my memory shot to bits as well from like the sheer amount of alcohol that I drank. Yeah. So like short term is horrendous. Like, really? I'll have, I'll have like a conversation with you one week and then like you'll ring me and you'll be like, did you do that thing from the other day? I'm like, did I write it down? And you're like, I don't know. And I'm like, no. I mean, that's also ADHD as well. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so but that's... it has been significantly amplified in the last couple of years. So that's so it's, it's weird to see. Dude, holy hell. And I love how this all started on platforms and we never even like continued. Yeah. Okay. So you're a Facebook partner. You're starting to yeah. make some more money. And that it starts to go downhill. What are you doing in that moment? uh i'd made so much in like such a short space of time that i was quite comfortable yeah like i'd paid off any bills that i had like in terms of like debt or anything like that 
uh, and I had like I think about sixty grand in my account at the time. Dude, good for uh, you. Which is like which was like a fuck ton of money. I was like I was like twenty. Yeah. Um, How old are you like, now? Sick. Twenty two. Jesus, I thought you were older. Okay, continue. No. <laughs> um, and I was like, fuck it, like I'm gonna invest that in companies and make an asset. So obviously we started Suck It and like um done like I invested some money into Thing to make that work. Uh, and then I invested in people around me as well. Like, uh, like liquid wise, I don't, I don't have like as much as I would love to have. Like, you know, liquid cash is isn't really important to me. I yeah. don't care about sitting there fucking flexing Gucci stuff or anything like that. It's not a bit of me. Like, asset wise, like I've got obviously companies, other things as well, um, and I kind of just run it all through that now. So like, the money started dropping, but like my portfolio was building. Nice. So I didn't really care. It was like fuck it. Like I, I make next to like streaming now. Like streaming itself, I think I make like I don't know two hundred dollars a month. But it's like I stream for the community aspect. Yeah, the videos were still doing okay, so I didn't really worry. And the videos still do okay now, and that ticks by and it pays off. And then I'll just kind of do other things. I don't know. I, I don't really understand how I make money anymore. There's just so many different places that it comes in from. That I'm like, I don't really need to. If one of them's doing bad, I've got like six or seven other revenue streams, so it's not too bad. That's beautiful. And was that something that you've always wanted? No. Really? <laughs> it's fucking stressful. It's yeah. cool. It's a different type of stress. Like, I don't have to stress and worry about where the next bit of money is coming from. Like, I do to an extent because, like, I have a lot of outgoings with the amount of staff and, like, yeah. contractors and things like that. Um, but, like, I know there's always going to be, like, money coming in for the most part. So I'm not, like, that phased. But it's now, like, the stress of keeping all of those running smoothly. Yeah. So how, how do you do that? What's like, take me through a typical week for you. Uh, a lot of fucking meetings at the moment, which yeah. is awful. Um, so like, I don't, I've recently obviously changed all my schedule about. So like before, um, I was streaming, like I used to just stream COD. Uh, and then like I went to COD and doing like some gambling stuff. Um, and that was like two streams a day at completely separate times. Uh, so I'd be like, I'd wake up at nine o'clock or like eight, nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, whatever time my first meeting was or whatever time I felt like I needed to get up because obviously like staff come in at nine and things like that. So like I try and be awake for them most of the time. Um, go through, I'd normally do like the Call of Duty editing, all the other videos that get edited by other people. Um, and then like I'd come up with content ideas, take any meetings I had to do. Um, obviously like dealing with um, basically expanding like the sales marketing and things like that for the other companies as well, working on those looking back into the back end side of things to see if there's any way we can optimize the companies themselves. Um, things like that, like just constant like CEO shit, yeah. which you don't really realize is actually a thing until you're doing it and you're like, fuck, this is actually quite a lot of work. Um, and then I'd go live at four and I'd stream for like three hours, depending on how much I wanted to fucking scream at the game that day. Fair. Uh, and then I would get off, I would go to the gym uh, and I'd do like two to three hours in the gym. Um, always try and get like a sauna in after and a little swim. Uh, and then I'd come back, I'd have like an hour to chill, have some food. I don't really eat until later in the day. Like that's probably my biggest problem is how weird my diet is. Uh, but then I'd eat like after the gym and then I'd go live at like 11 on the second channel uh, until like two, three o'clock in the morning and then wake up and do it all again. So you get day. six hours of sleep, five, six hours of sleep. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a lot for me. Six is like a lot of sleep for me. I normally, I normally function on like four or five. You're one of those. I am, yeah, I'm one of those. <laughs> That's so frustrating. I hate people like you. Granted, I think as, as I as I notice that when I do smoke less in the evenings or when I have my little bouts of 
when I'm not smoking, I can be similar. I'm like six, seven hours and I'm up, but never in my life have I been the four or five hour. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Like when I was younger and I used to work like a normal job, we'd be out like partying every weekend and stuff and I'd still be working seven days a week. Yeah. And I'd be out till like four, three, four o'clock in the morning, get up at six, seven o'clock and go work. Jeez, you were really a good alcoholic. I've functioned well. Oh my gosh. That was, that was like, that was like before I'd even consider anything like an alcohol problem. That was just like heavy partying because like I didn't really drink during the week. Okay, like, so there's a distinguishing factor between those two little moments. Yeah, you'd yeah, this, say this was like this was like when I was like like seventeen, eighteen. Oh, okay. Like, we're, See, we're talking like we're talking like just average sort of like young party animal. Now, like just always in, like in finding out your age has brought this into more context because as you're saying like twelve, I'm like oh like fifteen years ago, and when you're like no like literally ten. It's like yeah, Jesus, yeah. I didn't realize you were eight years younger than me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. So your yeah. relationship with streaming is, how often are you streaming these days? Uh, are you still every day? Like six times, yeah, like six times a week, five or six times a week. I actually stream more now than I did like this time last year. And what are you most um, excited about with your stream? The community aspect now, because like what the problem is with, with Call of Duty is I really found it hard to foster a community around COD when like I was constantly getting allegations of being a cheater, I was getting all of this shit and most of my views came from videos as well. Like I didn't make a career from streaming. I made a career from videos. That's where my following came from. That's where like my revenue came from. So I streamed basically to get videos and I always optimized my streams for a video perspective. Nice. Like the way the cameras were set up, the way the alerts were set up, the way the audio tracks were set up, it was always optimized for videos. So it was never like when I had found out how much money I could make from videos, it was kind of took more of that approach, especially since the streams blew up from the videos. But a lot of people would come in and they'd ask me like loadout questions and stuff. So like I kind of lost the passion for like streaming itself and I just found passion for like creating content as a whole. Yeah. Um, and so like I kind of just streamed until I'd get a video, like especially when the game was bad. Like if the game was ass, I'd stream. I'd make sure I had a video in my head out of that stream and then I'd fuck off and just finish the stream. And were you thinking of these video ideas? Do you have, are you one that creates a list? Are you one that like, before you go live, you're like, oh, that sounds nice. Or what's your, what's your content creation When I journey? was heavily passionate about like Call of Duty content, um, I would, I would film a lot of stuff off stream as well. But like I would, I had like, I mean, I can show you like books. Um, I've got somewhere it's not this particular one but i've got books that are like this right that are filled with video ideas really um yeah i think i've got about three of them just strewn about the office somewhere and i used to just write video ideas until that shit worked do you know what i mean and then it would be like if i could do it on stream i would go out of my way to do it on stream uh and that would be what the whole basis of the stream was about if I couldn't do it on stream, then just film it off stream and do it off stream. And, um, and how are you coming up with your ideas? Are you getting inspired by, did you watch a lot of Call of Duty content? Did you just know the game well enough that you're like, oh, this would be fun? Ironically, I hate Call of Duty content. I don't really watch anybody else. Really? Um, I think because I spent so much time doing it myself. Yeah. Like, it got to a point where watching other people was like, this is fucking awful. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I used to enjoy it. Like, I've watched, I, like, I've literally watched, like, Marley 13 since I was young. Really? Um, like, his OG Facebook videos, like, OG YouTube videos, which were out, like, MW2, when I was, like, actually a kid. Like, I watched them. And, like... 
used to love them. I remember we used to sit in the car like with my mate and we'd watch them videos. And like now we follow each other on Twitter and I've played with them and things like that. Like that's that's sick to me. Do you know what I mean? That was like um I don't know if you've ever heard of like imposter syndrome. That was oh, like a yeah. huge thing for me, like through all of that. Um and like average dad. Yeah. Uh, he was the first ever streamer that I actually watched because I wasn't like big into like streaming culture before I started streaming. We just stumbled across this random ginger don on Facebook one day. <laughs> and we was watching him. And we was watching him at work and I was like, hey, this guy's fucking jokes playing Fortnite. And I used to sub to him and like playing his Fortnite customs and stuff. I like now I've spoken to Dean on many a times, met him in person, like shit like that. Like so cool to me. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. It was a strange experience. So And what got you into streaming in the first place? Uh so linking back to when I was like young and like, Okay, so like two like years that. ago. <laughs> like like young young fucking child. Uh like from BMX. My life was BMX, right? Okay. Uh, I I I sleep road that was all i did like if i wasn't working i was riding my bike throughout all of my exams i spent the entire revision period riding bikes like that was all i cared about um and so when i was 18 i was working my bollocks off at my old job and like i'd done like six weeks straight about a day off doing like 12 hour days every day because like the money was so shit even the overtime was shit, but it was like, fuck it. I needed the money because I wanted to be able to pay to like go on some more trips for like riding my bike. So I'm like six weeks straight. And I was like, boss, I was like, the Wednesday, yeah. I'm finishing at six there. I was like, I'm taking Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. This is my first weekend off in like two months, more or less. I was like, I, I, I want this time off. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. Like, fair play, you've earned it. So I went home that day, come back, like said hello to my mom, literally got changed, got on my bike. Went straight up the skate park, threw my car keys on the on the on the bench. I was chatting to my mate. I was went over a couple of ramps, and I was like, as I'm doing, it, I was like, oh, I feel like really like tight, like a bit wonky, like doesn't feel good. Um, and I went round, and I don't know if you know anything about BMX. I don't what's called a tire slide. Um, mm. it's, it doesn't look impressive. It's like it's, it it would basically be like I don't know you walking up a flight of stairs. It's like that natural at that point. Okay, like, nice those little things that you like throw in. Um, and I'd done that. And as I'd done it, I remember like my hand coming off the bars and I looked at it and I went, I'm going to land on my face. It's really going to fucking hurt. Um, and I don't know how I landed, but somehow in landing, I got my leg wrapped up in the bike and it got wrenched so hard that I broke like multiple places in my leg. Um, and because I I was like hurting myself, wasn't like an abnormal thing, but like the first reaction every time I'd do it was be roll over, stand up as quick as you can and just walk it off. Yeah. So I rolled over and I like put my foot down. And as I put my foot down, like my ankle went like more or less like 108 degrees the other way. And I was like, oh, this is fucked. I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to drive myself to hospital for this one. But I said to my mate, he was like, you're right. I was like, no, not really. And he goes, (laughs) what can i do i was like go to my go to my car i was like there's a there's a hoodie in my car uh get me that and please can you pass me my cigarettes because i desperately need a smoke uh so i sat there i've got i've got to remember not to say the f word because we call it the f word where i'm from oh yeah but like i know that shit gets everyone in trouble in america so like (laughs) i'm trying to say cigarettes it feels so unnatural to me i rolled a cigarette and i was sat there just smoking this and he pulled me the, brought me the jumper over. He goes, what do you want that for? It's middle of summer. I was like, I need to tie my foot back to my leg because I was like, otherwise this is going to get a lot worse. So I like stinted my foot basically to my leg um, and then was like, sore if I like tried getting up uh, and basically it just couldn't because like if you've ever unattached basically part of your body, it's actually really fucking heavy. 
Yeah. And so having like a whole foot separated from your body is quite heavy and doesn't feel good when it's like not attached. So, <laughs> I, I, I rang my mum up and was like, Can you take me to hospital, please? I was like, I've broken my ankle. And she was like, I swear you did that like two months ago. I was like, No. I was like, Last time you had to take me to hospital, I'd broken my foot. But I was like, I was like, This time it's actually fucked. And she was like, Fine, whatever. She rocks up like 20 minutes later, parks like 50 meters down the road and just bibs me. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just sat on the floor and I'm like, Will you help me, please? And she came over and I, she was like, it can't be that fucking bad. I'm like, Mandy, look at my foot. And she went, oh, Did you shit. first name her? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, look at my foot. And she goes, oh. And I was like, yeah. She goes, how are we getting to the car? I was like, I'm going to have to like sit on my bike and like wheel myself over. But like the long story short was like, I completely fucked my leg up. Um, and they was like, oh my God, you're never going to be able to like run or ride a bike or like that shit again. Like it was bad. Like I've got like metal work all up my leg and stuff now. I still have a lot of problems with it. Um, and I was like, okay, well, that's my life over then. Uh, went through like a very dark period. And I think that was like around then was really when like I started to use alcohol a little bit more. Yeah. Um, as, as like regularly and on my own. Um, but I went back to work after three months. Like I spent three months literally just sat in bed, not being able to do fuck all. Um, like retaught myself how to walk because I basically had to relearn how to walk from scratch again um really and yeah it was awful like it was like knackered mate like my ankle was like a completely different shape to the other one and like my legs all pissed and stuff it's so strange it's fascinating i do do find it quite interesting but yeah it's like the long-term effects of it have been horrible how Uh, did running your marathon go with that uh easier than expected just because you trained for it yeah, pretty much. I limped for about three years up until like literally going sober was like a huge turning point in my life because uh, up until that point, like I was limping um, like ever since I broke my leg and that was like three years. Um, and then going sober, like obviously if you cut out the amount of beer that I was drinking, you lose a lot of weight straight away because just how many empty calories you was consuming yeah. every day. Um, and my life at that point in time was like, energy drinks, monster and chocolate. And that was basically what I lived off of. Uh, and I cut out the, uh, cut out the, the beer and the chocolate and kind of ate a little bit more normal. When I say a little bit more normal, I still mean like shit, but it wasn't just chocolate. Yeah. Uh, and I lost like a stone in like the first month, uh, like straight, which is like how many, I don't know how many kilos. I've never figured out the conversion from stone to anything. I was I was like 120 kilos at the time. Okay. Um, and I, I I guess it's about five kilos if I had to guess. Wait, how much have I lost now? I've lost four and a half stone now, which is 30-ish kilos. So I don't know. I lost one stone. Like, yeah, like so, five pounds. There are five kilos of stone, yeah, maybe. About, yeah, five like, to six. probably like five. Yeah, probably like five kilos, five six kilos. I lost like five six kilos in the first month, uh, just obviously through like water weight mostly. Yeah. Uh, and then was filming a series at the time of playing Warzone in weird places. I'd done it on like a beach and shit. Nice. I thought it'd be funny to try and do it on a treadmill uh, and see if I could do it while I was on a treadmill. I actually won a game on the treadmill, and I was like, said to my mate at the time, I was like, "Yo, reckon I could do a marathon while doing this." He goes, "He was like, you you realize you've been sober for like a month and you're coming out with all this sort of shit already." I was like, "Yeah, fuck it." I was like, "I think I could do it." I rang put up, and he was like. Why have you woken me up to ask me this? Because it was like 11 o'clock at night. I was like, I don't know. I just think I could do it. And he goes, not fucking chance, mate. Give it a rest. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to do it. So I went on Google that night. Like, couldn't sleep the rest of that night now. I went on Google and I like looked at um, training plans. 
like 16 week training plans like there was like a nike one that said they could train you for a marathon in 16 weeks i was like fuck it that'll do so i've done that set the date as april 25th which was about like 60 i think it was 20 weeks actually i was like that was like 20 weeks from the date i was like that's the day i'm gonna do it i was like if i don't do it by then i was like i'm a failure and i hate myself so i've just gotta do it um and so like i used to love running when i was younger but obviously like at this point like i was still limping like yeah. really overweight and what time is uh, this again this is last year this is this is December, no. like, this is Dece- like end of 2021 this is like december okay. 2021 okay uh so i basically gave myself like four months to train for it uh and i was like yeah i think i can do that fuck it so i said i was like put i was like start january i was like i'm gonna try and run a marathon i was like i think i, I was like really see i'm gonna walk it because like, i've not trained yeah um so i was like to make it more interesting i was like i think i can walk 26 miles like, that shit's actually hard uh, yeah. And I was like, so I'll, tra- I'll change shoes every two, two miles and make a funny video out of it. And I did. Uh, and I tried it on a beach in January in England. It was like two degrees all day and pissing out of rain. It was the most miserable day of my life. It's horrible. Uh, and I let them decide what shoes I wore. And on the second set, on like miles three and four, they gave me cowboy boots. Dude. And so I had the worst blisters that I've ever had in my life. And I got 16 and a half miles in, but I've got arthritis in my hands, like anyway. And my hands just seized up and I couldn't couldn't move my hands because that cold. And I was like, I think we should go home. And then I've never been more motivated for anything in my life after that. I was like, if I can't even do like 26 miles walking and I was 10 miles shy, I was like, I'm gonna train my fucking bollocks off. So every day I ran twice a day, I fucking threw myself into it. Um eight decent ish and like had never been more motivated in my life and then by the time the actual marathon came around i pissed it so it didn't really matter what does pissed it mean you did great like oh nice yeah yeah (laughs) what the fuck that's ridiculous so i love shit like that though like if i fuck sank up then i'll make sure i go back and train even harder to be able to do it properly do you know what i mean i'm yeah, yeah. Do you have any ambition of doing that in the near future? Uh, I wanted to triathlon by the end. Really? Of the year. By the end and of the year? The boxing match. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So, because I got asked, like, I was, I was at, uh, I got asked if I would box, and I was like, I just said yeah because I thought they was joking, and then I was like, okay, if we find an opportunity, like, would you say yes? Yeah. So I was like, yeah, fuck it, and I was like, there's no way you're gonna fucking find an opportunity, and then I was like, oh, there's one on the 27th of May. Do you want to do it? I was like, I have no excuse not to. I was like. Fine, yeah. But I also have something going on in June, which is currently under embargo, so I can't really say anything. But like, I want to be in good shape for it. So I was like, it gives me something to train for that will keep me in good shape before that. Um, so I was like, yeah, fuck it. And I was like, have you ever boxed before? I was like, nah. And I was like, how are you going to train? I was like, I don't know. I'll watch YouTube videos and like see if anyone that I know boxes and just like chat with them. That's basically what I'm doing. But like, if I showed you like a video like of like recently training compared to like when I first started like three weeks ago. Like the difference is insane. Like, You've only been training for three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know so who thought, your opponent is? No, not really. They told me his name's Tommy. That's all I really need to know. But, like it's for charity for me. Like I'm raising money for uh, National Autistic Society in the UK. Nice. Like so, like that's more my thing. And if I lose the fight, then it will motivate me to train harder for the for whenever I say yes to the next one. Dude, that's insane. You uh, go if balls I can train for a marathon in four months and a fight in two months doesn't seem that bad (laughs) have you always because a one part of me feels as though you are a 
Well, I'll ask you. Are you a, if you tell me I can't do something, fuck you, I'm going to do it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, is yeah. there any limit to that? No. To an extent? Like, obviously, as, as long as it's like, I, like, if it's about bettering myself, then no. Like, if you said to me, I don't think you'd be able to climb Everest by the end of this year, I'd find the next opportunity to climb Everest and I would do it. Um, Have you always been like this? Yeah, because when I was like, not always, not as like a, not as like a, like younger, like, as I said, when I was younger, I was just bullied all the time. Yeah. Uh, and so it was like, I was like very submissive. It was like, if, if someone said I couldn't do something, I'm like, fine, fine, fine. And then obviously as I, like, as I say, like something just snapped after a couple of years of being in like high school. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I was like, I own my life. Like, why not just do what the fuck I want with it? Right. Yeah. And then obviously like that led down like this really rebellious stage where it was like, you shouldn't smoke. So I'm like picked up the first pack of cigarettes that I found. And that was like it started smoking after that. And then obviously like, you know, chemical imbalances and you get addicted to nicotine. What do you do? But uh, yeah, you know, along that sort of lines, like uh, it started as like rebellion and then just turned into like, I'm better than rebellion. I just want to prove that I'm the best that I can possibly be at all times. Like it's not about competing against anyone else. It's about making sure that I'm better every single day. That's so interesting. So there is that. So is there a moment when that external then just becomes you versus you? Because obviously if, if, if you're saying fuck you to everyone else, like I'm going to do what I want to do. And someone else is saying you suck at that thing. It's pretty easy just to go fuck you. I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. But it also seems like there, there's a bit of that that gets in your mind and then your own mind then battles your own mind and just says fuck you to that person. Is that yeah i think so like when like when i first started streaming like i was working in an environment with like uh like significantly older people like the people that i worked with were all like 40 50 and i was 18 at the time yeah um it was just because that was the job that i'd settled in at the time uh and i remember like i was getting like random pieces of like pc equipment like monitors delivered to work because i wasn't at home to get them and they'd be like what the fuck have you ordered now like ha, ah, you're gonna go home and stream like blah 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 fucking weirdo and i was like yeah whatever like you know told it was told that i'd never be able to make it and stuff um and i remember when i went in there and told them uh like handed gave them the letter of resignation for my mate who worked with them to come and work with me like their faces were just dropped when was that that was last year so that was like two years doing it i was i rang him up one day i'd had a really good month and i was like this month has been so good that i can cover your wages for the next year i was like will you take the risk and he goes write me a letter of resignation and bring it into work now i was like bet so I took it in and just gave it to him. That's so beautiful, sick, mate. dude. What did, that, what did that feel like? Like, what was that? Liberating. Like, yeah? it, was, it was beautiful because it was like, not only is this affecting like my life directly now, I was like, I've taken my life and taken it from a, a point in my life where I have achieved like my own shit and was doing my own thing, which was cool. But like it wasn't really benefiting other people directly. Like people got benefit from like the content I was making and stuff. But like no one, no one else was getting a career out of it. Yeah, I gave someone the opportunity to 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 have a career to not just like work in the same shit every single day to like be able to like I like even though I'm I'm a boss like I'm a manager whatever like I don't sit there and breathe down someone's neck like for any of my stuff like yeah you know I, I don't deal with most of the other ones for the other companies like i try and palm that off um <laughs> as you like, should like, yeah but like for for like halford socks as a as a business like i deal with the people directly um and like 
this is one that needs to be the absolute best that it can possibly be and everyone that works like with me or for me doing this like i don't know i want them to have an opportunity for a career right yeah and so it's a good feeling especially when it's your best mate how long have you guys been friends uh like five or six years dude fuck yeah so like not not like overly long but he's like i so when i say put that's who i'm referencing okay nice um i realized that not everyone knows who put is so (laughs) but when i say put that's who i'm referencing uh and we work together and obviously i've known him since i started working like over in that place and i've done a series of other jobs before that over there um so yeah, I think I've known him since I was like 15 or 16, but he's like 10 or 12 years older than me. Oh it's shit, cool nice. That, like, like he's got like a wife and kids and took that risk with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is like mad. I don't know why you trust me. <laughs> I mean, dude, his wife was probably feeling some type of way for about you for a little bit of like, I don't know if I love him or hate him just yet, but it seems like it's worked out but to the like, point where. He makes more money working with me than he did over there. I let him pick and choose his hours. Like, nice. if, like, if, like, I don't set, give him a set amount of hours. I just say, like, if you need to take a day off, take a day off. But yeah. just make sure that everything that you would have done that day is done before that. Like, yeah. Get your shit done. Like, uh, yeah. Like, as long as you get the shit done and you know that I, if I need to check on you, you're not doing enough. If, nice. As long as I don't need to check on you, you're fine. Yeah. You so. are such an interesting human being because you are, <laughs> on one, on one hand, you, at least based on what you've said, you're a very, how do I want to say it? There's a, there's like a very, very nurturing, caring with all the the things you do for charity and the amount of love you have for people. But then there's also the like, fuck you figure it out yourself aspect of you. How do you balance those two? I don't really. Some people come to me and they'll be like, particularly people that are close to me i think it's so like this was one of the things that's so hard to be around me for a long time because i don't know how i'm going to react half the time like sometimes someone will ask me something and it'll be like like a perfectly googleable thing and i'll go on like some 25 minute conversation with them explaining the depths and going into every single back-end detail and then there'll be like times where they'll ask me something that i know is difficult to answer and be like fuck you figure it out like i just don't know like that shit just happens i think really so there's most, keep going yeah, most sorry people just know that i'm just there's no no way you're gonna know what comes out of my mouth it just happens so, just try just ask you the question and see what happens yeah yeah there's a if 50- you haven't figured it out in an hour ask me again and i'll i'll, I'll probably help you <laughs> so there's a 50 50 shot you're gonna tell me to fuck off or you're gonna be the most helpful person pretty i much, interact yeah, with all day yeah pretty much and have I mean, you most of the time like i'll give if i ask someone to do something like because obviously like in the essence of like people working like with me or whatever yeah like if i'm asking them to do something i'll explain the context of how it's done yeah and i'll say if you have any questions ask me or if it's something completely like menial and an easy task that i'm setting them i'll say please don't fucking bother me with this. Like if you actually have a problem and I'm like, you can see I'm fucking busy. Google it. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and so was there, I mean, that's so, so have you, have you always been, has that like wanting to help, wanting to be there for others in the way that you are with charities and those that you love in your life, has that always been there? And it's just kind of gotten to now in terms of how you're able to, like cultivate that or is that even newer like have you always wanted to work with charities have you always had this wanting to help others in that yeah, regard always, like i think 
obviously like linking back to when I was young and like being the butt of like a lot of problems myself. Yeah. And no one like being able to help me. I was like, I don't ever want to see anyone in that situation and helpless and like feeling like they're not good enough. And it was kind of there, but I just never really had an opportunity to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I'm a firm believer in is like, I don't, I don't want to sit there with fucking millions or like the flashiest shit in the world. Like if I can take that money and put it towards helping other people, whether that be on like a personal basis, or whether that be on a charity basis, then hundred percent I will. And like money doesn't solve everything, but what I lack in sympathy and like my emotional benefit, if I can make up for it in knowledge and money, then I will. Nice. Like, so, you know guess it's like that right <laughs> yeah no money like money won't solve all your problems but it definitely will help a fucking few of them yeah like that's dude interesting I know, like I, I i love like seeing the effects of like like the, the effects that my hard work have had on my life and then like being able to to take that hard work and benefit other people for it as well do you know what i mean i love like, it yeah it's it's, it's it's art but like living art you know what i mean yeah, there's more of a reward. Like, you know internally that you're doing the good things for you, but then there's also, we'd all be lying if we didn't get good feelings from external yeah. validation and rewards as well. So, like, exactly. if you can the feel both. The of doing it is a beautiful feeling, right? As, like, sick and arrogant as it might seem. Like, it, fuck, it is. Like, you know, it doesn't... <laughs> like, that's why, it's like... It's like there's a bit on friends about like there's no selfless good deed because you also end up getting the good feeling from doing whatever it is. Like, even if you donate... Yeah. Ten dollars to someone, and you're like, no, it it it's just out of the goodness of your heart. True, but you're also getting good feelings from that. Yeah, of course you are. But it's the same with everything, right? Like, it doesn't matter what you do. There's either going to be a good or a bad emotion that comes from that. Like, it's so hard to do anything and be completely passive about. Yeah, like completely emotionless about it, right? So, I think like for me, like the the huge selling point in terms of like a charity aspect was like, even within my first month of streaming, I'd done my first charity stream. Like I'd done a 24 hour stream for like cancer research. Um, and like, that was cool. I fucking hated streaming for 24 hours. Oh dude, it's miserable. It it's yeah, miserable. It's miserable, but it's like, fun sometimes. Anyone says it to me and they're like, will you help me? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll help you by <laughs> telling you not to do it. Yeah, I'll show up for like an hour. That's the best you're getting from me. Um, but the, after like a year and a half, I don't know if you would have ever seen this when I'd done it. Um, I raised money, like basically someone, I'll give you the shorter story because I'm aware that I waffle. Um, Dude, take the time, I don't care. <laughs> basically, we ended up crowdfunding like some money for a young lad who I invited on for some games and he had just beat cancer. or oh, I'd just been discharged from hospital for cancer. Um, so we crowdfunded some money. I was going to just buy him like a PlayStation or Xbox or something and like try and make his day while he jump, jumped on so I could surprise him. Um, but they were impossible to get hold of at the time. So I was like, fuck yeah. it, would you get him a PC? Um, and so I mentioned it on stream and everyone was like, yo, can we donate towards this? And I was like, okay, fine. So I made like a GoFundMe. I think we raised like two and a half grand, a couple Damn. of other creators chipped in. And then I put like two and a half grand into my own money. We bought them like a full gaming setup, monitors, mic, headset, PC, desk, chair. And then I organized with his mum. Um, and we, we showed up at his house one day and like hid inside of his house when his mum brought him back in and we was live streaming it um and like there was thousands of people that came into the live stream to turn up just to like see the difference that we'd made and like seeing his face when like not only when it was just me stood there like his face like lit up when like we were stood there and like that i was like fuck how can someone be that fond of having some weirdo that looks like yeah. Powers in their living yeah. room? <laughs> and then like when we walk around the corner and i'm like oh by the way 
we've bought you like all of this and we're going to help you set up today like the 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 smile on his face and the effect that i know that that had on his life like i still speak to them to this day and this was like two years ago now nice um and get like regular updates he's been around to my house and we've done streams of him at my house now like he's he's like a very young lad i think he's just about to turn 13 or will turn 13 this year like at the time i'd been through like a world of shit and i was like knowing that we can do that to somebody's life and have that beautiful an effect on their life and like just through like rallying random strangers on the internet together is fucking insane like yeah why would you not want to do that <laughs> do you know yeah, what i mean it's one of the best it, parts yeah and it was like i've got all of these people that sit here and follow me like and they're sending me money but i don't really need their money or like i don't really want their money like so i just started using it to fund charity ventures or like donate like i'm not going to sit there and say that every donation has ever gone to charity because it hasn't oh yeah I've never i've never said where the money goes but like a lot of the charity stuff that we do like logistically needs a fair amount of funding do you know yeah. what i mean and so like basically a good portion of donations especially for like the last year has all funded like the logistical aspect of that so dude that's so sick what was when did you start realizing that that's where you wanted to put that money was it just when you were making, you had these other businesses that were doing well enough and you're like, I don't need this? Uh, I was just so comfortable from the ad rev that it was like, I don't really need to like worry about other people. And like, obviously with the way the world has been in the last year, particularly in the UK and particularly this year and the last six months in the UK, um, with like the cost of living just going through the roof and yeah. being horrendous now. Um, like, I'm not going to name names and this is probably a controversial thing to bring up. But I've seen like, this is just like my hate for the industry. One of my huge pet peeves is watching like, I've seen creators sit there who have got like hundreds of subs and are making good money. And they're sitting there telling like their viewers who are very average working Joe people that are making significantly less money than them. And they're saying that they can't afford to like heat their house and do things like this. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. Stop lying. You're, you're literally taking from money from people who earn less than you who also can't afford to heat their house. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that is that's so fucked and immoral, but no one calls that shit out and I think it's wrong. Interesting. What do you see is wrong? I mean, here's the thing. I will if if there is the hypocrisy of you still being able to live your most authentic life and you're not like yes, you're making less because I'm I'm like I'm in that situation where I'm making yeah. less. I have never had less money in my savings in everything like yeah. I than when I started streaming. Like it's yeah. the worst it's ever been. Um, and it's like, I'll acknowledge that, but also I'm not going to sit here and be like, please do, please don't, please blah, 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 blah. Like, that's not, I, I, I hate when there is the asking for it. Like my whole belief has been like, I, I want to entertain you and provide such value from this that you all that, well, end goal is to be where you're at. And literally I can donate every single donation and all of that. I'm still at the point where I fucking have to make a living off of those donations and subs and shit. But at some point, and it's going to be this year because that's what's going to happen. That's what we're willing towards. It'll be to the point where sponsors or other shit is where I'm able to get all my money from. And I don't have to be yeah. dependent on that. So that yeah. can go to somewhere else. But they're like, yeah, when people make it about, I don't know. It's, it's such a tricky thing. It's, it's a hard thing to navigate and i think yeah. it's harder for you as well because you're like like it from your perspective i'm all i've always been quite isolated from the sh other streamers in like 
pretty much any part of the community because yeah. I've always done my I've always been on my own path. Uh so I'll quite happily sit here and just be like as brutally honest about it. Oh, I, I love it. That's a why I, people, yeah. a, a lot of people don't like putting themselves in that position because there'll be dozens of other creators that disagree, big or small. Yeah. Um, but like I've just seen so many creators like sit there and take content ideas from others, profit off of that. And then sit like, which I don't agree with in the first place. Like, oh yeah, like, the original. Fine, like, yeah, like fine, like take inspiration. But like, I've had like titles and exact ideas and things like copied word for word. And I've done it. Other people have done it. Everyone does it at some point in their life. But when that is every part of your content, yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, um, because you're not a creator at this point. You're a copier. Yeah. Uh, but also, like, I've, I've. Even when I started streaming, I didn't stream for money. I streamed for fun. Yeah. Like, as I said, I quit my job making $400 a month, which over here is like, it was like 250 quid. Yeah. Like, that doesn't even pay for like the monthly payments on my car. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't give you anything. I, I took a risk. And then, like, obviously, I started realizing how much money videos can make. And I geared my revenue towards that. If I can take it off of a corporate conglomerate, as oh, opposed yeah. to. People. down the road like yeah. fucking hell yeah i'm gonna do that do you know what i mean yeah uh and i have like no disrespect for people who make streaming their like main source of revenue like more power to you because i couldn't actually do that um but it's when you sit there and stream and you streaming as an outlet to funnel money and beg for it yeah i think there is there is a huge caveat to using streaming as your own revenue like i get it's your job but at what point do you go from being a streamer who is there to provide entertainment for the same people daily to being a busker? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, it's it, for me, it's the added value. Like that's the, it's, it's what you're, I guess in a way there's like an energy you put towards it. Like, I feel like you can totally tell the people who are there who also happen to be doing it for a living, who are like, send me money. Versus the yeah. people who are like, again, doing it because it's what you enjoy and yeah, you do it for a living and then the money just happens. Like it's, yeah. there's, yeah, there's a certain energy that you have to go into it with. A hundred percent. Like I yeah. can tell like when I've been, when I've been like doing well on stream, like in terms of entertainment was because I've never like, like I'll, I'll hold my hands up and say I've done like star challenges and stuff. And I yeah. think there's, there's like, there's like things to that where like even sometimes I don't agree with that when people are doing it like every single day yeah and like not doing anything special with it they're just like oh my god send me 500 stars i'll shoot my gun once and then that's who you're getting <laughs> yeah i'll be like thanks for 500 bang anyway i'm off to sweat again yeah. like <laughs> things like that like provide value with it like we done it like i done it a while back and we done like hot sauce roulette it was like nice uh like i had a hot sauce hot sauce wheel like if you donate a certain amount i'd spin the wheel and like even my head would get set on fire or I wouldn't fucking, or it be, wouldn't be too bad. But either way as well, every time I lost the game, I would go up a level of hot sauce. So regardless nice. of whether people was donating or not, I was still fucking sitting there eating unholy amounts of hot sauce. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think like splicing it into content in a way that's beneficial to everyone, where people are getting something like for their money or they just do it out of the love of their own heart because they enjoy your content is very different to sitting there and being like, like guilt tripping people into something. Dude, that's one of the things, the guilt tripping aspect. Those, the random times, thank God I've curated my Twitter to the point where I don't see a lot of it, but every once in a while, one of those streamer news outlets or whatever will post someone of just like, I give you free entertainment for all this time and you don't have $5. It's like, fuck you. 
Don't do something else. Like, you know what? I actually don't do have something more else. respect for those people than the ones that sit there and try and do it subtly. Really? Like, yeah, because like if you're going to be fucking blase about it and people still want to watch, then fair play, they're just mental. What's like, subtle? What would your, what's your interpretation of subtle? Subtle is sitting there when you've got like thousands of followers and hundreds of subs and still making like good money every stream and just sitting there saying like, Oh, I've got this problem. I've got. Oh yeah. Okay. Like brother, that shit makes me want to fucking flying headbutt you. Well, you're also a man of action. You're also, yeah, yeah, you're also a man of action. So you're hearing someone not taking action on something and you're just like fucking either. And that's, that makes more sense as to why you're like, just be honest and say, fucking send me money. Like, yeah, don't like, be in the middle. Like, decide either way. Like, either you're not yeah. going to bring anything up or you're literally going to start your stream off with $75. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing. Like, if you're genuinely sat there, right, and, and as a full-time creator, I know that that shit is hard and it fluctuates every month. Like, yeah. I've had months where, like, I've sat there and didn't literally physically didn't know what to do with the money. I was like, there's so much money here. And then I've had months where I'm like, where oh, the fuck? <laughs> I'm like, how has it changed that much? Like, yeah. what's happened? Like, that shit is terrifying. But if you're making the leap into being a full-time creator, A, you need to be clever with your money, and you need yeah. to not spunk it on the newest PC stuff all the time, or not spunk it on going on nights out all the time, because this industry is fucked. And when you're at a small to mid-level, like, size, you don't know if you're going to make the same money every month. You could say one thing and burn your career away, Yeah, because council culture is so rife, and anyone will look for any opportunity to fucking absolutely shit on your career. Yep. And so you need to take that into account, for starters. And I, as you can tell, have a very big mouth and never know what's going to come out of it next. That's so why I you're just like, I'll be the CEO. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's like, but you also like platform issues and things like that. There's so many various things that can weigh into your your thing. Like if you have to live from like paycheck to paycheck, I hate to break it to most creators, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Like you should yeah. have something subsidizing the fact that you, because it, it like, if you're, if you're working paycheck to paycheck on like 1500 a month, right? At least you know every single month what's coming in. Yeah. But if like, if like a good month for you in streaming is like 5K, then a bad month for you is probably 500. Yeah. Like, like it can fluctuate by that much. Like at least in my books, like I've had months where it has literally been like, a tenth of what it was the month before yeah you know what i mean like so you have to take that into account like five grand in the creator space a month isn't a lot of money no like it's, it's good enough to live off i mean i don't know what the cost of living is in the u.s so but like over mm. here it's fucking more than enough to live off of yeah like like five grand a month is brilliant it's fucking amazing money but like that doesn't mean that you're making that every single month no that means that means that it could drop to 500 or it could go up to 25 do you know yeah. what i mean like and you've got to be careful of that. And if, if, if when it comes to the winter specifically and your bills go up because of heating and you're eating more and stuff like that, in the summer, don't spend as much money. Yeah. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, account for these things. But, and, and, like, this is one of the parts that I've noticed a lot more as I've expanded into business. And I had no idea about anything to do with business when I started streaming. That was going to be one of my questions. Neither do any other streamers. Yeah. You have to fucking learn it because it is a business. And if you're not willing to go out and learn about business and learn about the, the avenues of finance and how you have to take that into account as you do this shit, then you're not going to make a long-term career out of it. Yeah. That's valid, dude. It, like, it's as simple as that because it's just as valid a business as anyone else. Just because it's new era and new money 
doesn't mean you don't have to treat it with no response. Like, doesn't mean you can't treat it with any responsibility. Like, this shit's harder than most companies. Like, I've I've worked in other jobs. I own other companies. I've built and developed other softwares and other things and stuff like that. And I I always put creating content day in day out as the hardest thing that I've ever done. Oh yeah, this is hands down the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Easily. And so, like, but people don't see that. <laughs> yeah, and that's like I. That was one of the things that I discussed. I feel like I'd be interested to see the amount of creators who go in with at least like 70% understanding of how difficult it is. Because I was like, oh, dude, I'll just, hit, I'll just stream and play video games. And it's like, no, that's not what you're going to do. No. Yeah. There's going to be so much more to that. And I think that is, it's the hardest part. Like that's, I, I think that's one of the main enticing things of anything in entertainment you see someone on a TV show, you see someone on a runway in a magazine and you're just like, oh my gosh, they just stood there and took the photo. But what you don't see is all the auditions, all the workouts, all the actual practice, all the everything that is going on behind the scenes. You just get to see the actual final product without realizing how much has gone into it before. And I think that's the toughest fucking part. Yeah. Exactly that. Like people, there's, there's so, I mean, there's, you could just break this down into every single aspect of it, but like even just like the, the off camera stuff for the most part, like once you've gone live, like we touched on earlier about like where you draw the line of how many messages you respond to and things like that. Like after, after like the first year and a half, it, it actually got too much for me because like, I, and I guess you probably get it as well. Like people coming into your stream and they tell you all of their like daily problems and stuff and almost treat you like a therapist. I, I it got to a point where like, that. And like, but like, that's fucking that's my, hard on that's you my content. Well. Yeah. I know. It's so uh, hard on you. Like, it's hard on me, but I love it. I really you, do. Like, like that's, and I, I have yeah. so much respect for you for being able to do that because <laughs> I couldn't do that. Like, especially like, I, I had to draw the line on that when my granddad died and I had my own fucking shit. Yeah. And people coming in and they were like saying to me, like, oh, this has just happened. Like, like, oh, and I'm like, brother, I've just lost the man that meant fucking everything to me. And you're coming in and moaning that you've had a bad day because you burst a tire on your car. Please go fuck yourself. Like I struggled with that so unbelievably hard. And it got to a point where like, that was kind of when I had to put the community aspect of it in a back burner because I wasn't ready to take that like level of shit every day. Yeah. And not not shit because it's not shit and that's the wrong word to use. But like that level of like emotional like, emotional yeah. abuse like in like a really in a way yeah way. like you're being bombarded like i'm not a therapist yeah. i'm not equipped to deal with that like how do i and i actually had a meeting uh with one of the charities i work quite closely with that work particularly on veteran mental health yep um and one of the things that they said to me was like do you get a lot of people coming into you and talking to you about mental health and i was like yes and i was like how do you deal with that and i was like I don't really anymore. I was like, I'll give people an anecdote about how I can like relate something that's happened in my life to that. And that's the best I can do anymore. Other than that, I'll say, I'm sorry that you feel that way. And I really hope that we can keep you distracted and give you a laugh while you're in the stream. But like, other than that, I don't know how to deal with somebody grieving or somebody who's lost something or like, because everyone deals that shit so differently. Like I split up with my ex-girlfriend when I lost my granddad because she had like, she had been through grief before. And like, was trying to convey to me how she grieved. And I was like, I don't need to hear how you grieved. And I split up with her over it because it was like, I wasn't like equipped to listen to her shit while I had my shit. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I need, needed my space and I needed to deal with the grief that I was going through on my own, not yeah. with direction from someone else. Do you know what I mean? And so I'll never ever try and give direction on that sort of thing. Yeah. 
don't think it's fair. <laughs> so how did you and how do you now navigate all of that on stream? Because that is such a big part. And I know that there's certain, like there was controversy like six months ago where some, someone came into someone's chat and said something sad and this creator like fucking blew up on her because mm. he had like a rule that was like, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, how do you navigate that? Because I'm, yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'm literally like, I cannot stand well, at least when I started, it, when certain times where I'm like legitimately like, how are you guys doing? And then some people say horrible things, very sad things. And it's like, there's certain times where I'm in a place to deal with that and I can give all of that. And then there's other times where I do have to sort of distance, not take it on yeah. and just say, I hope you're able to deal with that. And I hope similar to what you say, I hope we're yeah. able to provide a good distraction for you. So how, yeah. what was that? Yeah. How, what does that turn into for you? It it became quite like bare, as I say in the COD stuff, because like the community aspect wasn't as big of a thing while I was doing Call of Duty stuff. Um, and it's recently like reignited a lot more now that I've been building like with like the gambling aspect. A lot of people don't agree with that content. A lot of people have also never made that content or never experienced addiction or things like that as well. Yeah. Um, and there are multiple ways to look at that style of content. Um, but I know from the messages and the comments that we get how many people that shit helps. Yeah. And like I've had to deal with a lot of people like offloading their problems about gambling, like to me because I'm a gambling creator. Yeah. And like, that's like an interesting mix because it's like, it almost feels hypocritical for me to be sitting here, like spinning slots or you're telling me that you had an addiction with slots, but that we're helping you with your addiction with slots. Yeah. Like, and so like, I'm like, you know, like now, like we still get all of like the normal day problems as well. Um, but we get a lot of stuff that's like, thank you for making this content. Like I was, I was in a dark place. I pissed away money up the wall, like 24 seven. And I was in a horrible place. Like all of the like very like regular stories that you hear about gambling issues and stuff. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm so glad that we can help you with this. And if you ever feel like you're going to go back to it, please come. Like we have like the resources to, to help you deal with that now. Like I actually understand how to deal with that specific problem and like the facilities that are available for it. And we have like sections in our discord for that. We have like other people in the discord that can help you with that that have been through it and so like a lot of it is very community based and i feel like as the community grows stronger like the community helps deal with other people's problems more than i do the community helps and the community yep yeah exactly and that's like a huge thing like in our discord today we've had like like someone ranting about like an ex and like things like that going on i didn't even say anything and i, I didn't see it until like two hours later and they'd had like 10 replies to them like all making sure that it was okay like helping them deal with that and being like don't fucking worry like it's gonna be fine and like that's like goes a long way and it's not necessarily about like how you have a creator deal with it as yeah. much as it is your community as well uh but for the most part like when it comes to a stream because like obviously my content is about like being uplifting and being funny and like i treat my streams very much more like a podcast nowadays nice where i sit there the gambling stuff is in the background and i just sit there and make content about me and the shit that i'm talking about and like communicate with the chat um and so I just say, look, I'm ho I hope that we can give you a laugh. Like, I hope that we can keep you distracted for a little while. And I hope that you can, like, escape whatever shit it is that you're going on. Because this is the place to do it. Like, if you want to talk about it, you can talk about it with people and see if they can help you and see if there's anything that we can offer. But if you don't and you just want to fucking be distracted and get away, because, like, that's what streams are for. They should be an escape. Like, yeah. They should be somewhere that you can go to feel safe whether it be to talk about the problem, whether it just be to escape all the shit that you have to do every single day. Yeah. Like that's what it's there for. Right. So then how did you, 
how did you find the comfort in being a gambling creator while also helping or being, I don't want to say being a reason someone might gamble, but like, how do you deal with that? Yeah. What was that journey? Like, was there apprehension at first or that? Yeah, it was, it was a weird mix because like, so I obviously like, you know, like Hadzi and stuff like that. Like I've been friends with them for years and I watched Hadzi go from like not creating that content, but gambling all the time to creating that content and not gambling as much off stream. Uh, Mm. And it helped like him as a person and like watched him blow up and like him do really well with it. And like, we spoke about it a lot and stuff. And I was like, no, nah, I don't really think it's ever th- anything that I'll ever do. Like, I gamble from time to time, but like, I was like, I don't ever feel like obliged to do it all the time. Like, it's actually one addiction that I've probably not suffered from. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's always one. Last last year, like, I went to uh, presented an award show that was like to do with like gamblers dreamers, and even though I wasn't a fucking gamblers dreamer, but like, I met a lot of people there, and I'd recently been like building out a second channel, basically just to test things on. Uh, and somehow managed to get to like 10,000 followers without any like nudge from my main channel and just like built this other channel that was now fully monetized and I could do whatever the fuck I want on. Nice. And I was like, fuck it. Like we was getting like casinos come up to us and like talk to us and stuff. And uh, like, obviously I saw like the money aspect behind it. And I was like, okay, I'll try a couple of videos and just see how it goes. Cause it was gambling anyway. Yeah. And at the same time, like, I found out that one of my really close friends that is in a lot of the videos was also actually gambling a lot himself. To the point where I actually had to bail him out of a couple of problems because of like shit that he'd got himself into. Yeah. So I was giving him like a scapegoat and like a reason to like a, a place to gamble where we could then like make videos out of it. And it was using my money that was being funded by that channel by the content that we was making because we were just taking the ad rev from that channel and just gambling the ad rev basically. Nice. And making more videos and then just re gambling that ad rev. Yeah. Uh, and then like for, for whatever reason, a lot of my core community somehow found that even though I didn't advertise it because I was like, as you say, apprehensive, like it wasn't advertising gambling or anything like that. We were just making videos of us gambling. So you weren't um, streaming these. This would just be offline stuff with you and him and post up his content. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then like, it was like, fuck it. Should we like do a stream one day? But yeah. So I just went live on that channel to see what happened. And we nice. got like 15 viewers for like two hours. And I was like, this is cool. And some of them are like people that have been watching the COD streams and like, now watch these and i was like i don't fucking know you found me but i right, cool yeah um it wasn't called halford sucks it was just it literally just called charlie halford so it's, nice. i don't think it would have come up very easily if you searched it because i had like no link um and then like they started to build and i was doing it very sporadically but all of a sudden they were like pulling like they had gone from like pulling like 10 viewers 15 viewers to like pulling like 60 to 80 and i was like okay this is cool <laughs> i was like <laughs> All right. And then like, even, even to the point where like, we were getting more donations on that channel than the other channel. And I was actively saying to people, do not fucking donate to this because I'm literally the money that comes on this channel is literally getting gambled to keep this content. Yeah. Do not fucking donate. Do you know how backwards that is? Don't help, but not. (laughs) Yeah. Like don't, don't enable me further. And they're like, they're like, but you're stopping us from gambling. So yeah, we're a part of of it in a way. Yeah. And they was like, instead of me going in and blowing like a thousand a week, like if I send you $20, like what's the difference? Like I'm saving a fuck ton. Whatever you spend that money on is your decision. I never thought about that. You know what I mean? So people are, so what? Yeah. So like, and I started to become more consistent with it. 
and like the numbers on that channel swiftly started outperforming the numbers on my main channel like i'd set up more live viewers gambling at late at night than i would playing cod that i've been doing for three years and built a platform of 150,000 of like and i was like okay cool um and then obviously like as that was happening and i was building this beautiful community over there like people were coming into like the cod streams and they'd be like when's the what like are you live on the other channel tonight nice and i was like i like i actually would say in the gambling streams i was like look can we not talk about it in the main channel and i was like why <laughs> and i was like because i know not everyone agrees with this content and i also don't want to advertise that i'm doing it because yeah. like if you lot have found me doing that content you already gamble you were looking for it i, d I don't have to worry <laughs> about what you're doing yeah like you was already gambling and you've either stopped and now watch me or you still gamble anyway, but I haven't encouraged you. Yeah. Right. And there was like, okay, fair. And so I was like, you come in, ask me if I'm live, just refer to it as a second channel. Don't say, are you gambling tonight? Nice. So I was like, all right, fine. And they did that. And we went that way for a long time uh, or like for a good few months. And um, like, I was just falling more and more out of love with COD and I obviously handed my partnership in, but it all took too long to happen because it should have happened like, six months ago really when i wanted to do all of that shit yeah um and even then like if it had taken like a few months it still would have happened like soon enough that i didn't have to tr make a transition in the way that i have but it got to the point where for like my fucking health and my sanity i genuinely couldn't play cod anymore and i was yeah. forcing myself to do it to keep that channel alive until i could figure something else out and i was like the problem was was because the other channel had never been level up or partner or anything like that like it didn't have any features for stream stuff so I put like a post out and I was like, look, at the end of the day, I was like, I have been doing gambling content for a few months now. Like I cannot bring myself to play Call of Duty anymore. Yeah. Like I physically cannot fucking do it. I was like, I know not everyone agrees with this content, but I also at this point, like can't justify myself to myself anymore playing Call of Duty. I was like, from a business perspective, it doesn't make sense. From a perspective of me as an individual, it doesn't make sense. Like, I fucking dread pressing that go live button and booting that game up. Like, it yeah. actually makes me want to just throw my computer out the window. I can't do it. And so I put it up, I put this post out, put it all out on the line and just said, at the end of the day, like, there's nothing I can do. I need to transition my content and this is how I'm going to do it until I figure something else out. And so I did. And there was a couple of people that, like, sent us shitty messages. And obviously there's been, like... I think the thing that like most people have the issue with is that there was like obviously scandals like a while ago about like streamers using fake money. Oh really? Um, yeah, there was like a big thing about like streamers using fake money to gamble that was like provided by the casinos and they, they oh. never put any money in of themselves and never took any of that money out. Um, but I've, I've like kept the receipts. Like I've put screenshots in discord and like I've deposited live on stream, like, you know, just, to be as transparent as possible. Like, yeah. I'll say that I've lost fuck tons of money. Like, <laughs> is what it is. But like, you know, it's part of it, right? Is you don't gamble to fuck it. Like, if you're gambling to win, you have a problem. And that's yeah. one of the things. Like, like, like you gamble to lose and in, and but enjoy losing. Like, yeah. If you can enjoy losing it, it's not a problem. If you if you hate not winning, it's a problem. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like that's how I look at it because. I, and like obviously there's aspects of like advertising gambling and some people don't like that aspect of it and i'm like you know what fair enough yeah but a lot of people are like well your audience is kids and i'm like no i've never made a single child-friendly stream in my life and i can show you the statistics to tell you that 95 percent of my audience is older than me yeah like, i don't I, I actually don't need to worry about any of my audience being children it's never been a worry 
Um, and then it's like, I've kept all the receipts to show that like what I'm gambling is actually my own money. Like I've proved it multiple times. If I get a deal with a casino, I will be upfront and honest about that. Like, and I'm not going to fucking try and hide it because I don't see any point. Like if you want to gamble, you gamble. I will tell you not to, and I will be transparent about the fact that I've lost as much as I've lost. Yeah. And there's no reason for me to lie about that. And you know, like at the end of the day, like people, if people are going to do it, I'm under the firm belief that they're going to do it anyway. And I don't think people need that kick up the arse. And a lot of people have been like, well, you don't spread a very positive message. Do you like gambling and selling vapes? And I'm like, yeah, but like, what's the difference to me gambling and selling vapes to all of the creators that sit there and talk about crypto, which is just gambling masters and investment uh, that sit there and stream for 12 hours a day without going outside touching grass who do actually have children audiences while they're slamming back McDonald's and unhealthy foods day in, day out, streaming to like younger people, younger impressionable people versus me who sits there for like three hours a day, streams a bit of gambling and talk shit. And if you actually watch the streams, it's never really about the gambling. It is mostly about talking shit. Yeah. And then like all of the other posts that I ever do is talking about charity work, promoting like the fact that I've gone from like being fat and hating my life to being in a good position, talking about like business ownership. Like I'm not trying to be inspirational. It's just like, if you want to talk about the way people live their life and make their content, factor everything in yeah factor everyone in don't just pick on something because you see it as a scapegoat i like i kind of came to the decision that i was just gonna fucking do it anyway when i streamed fortnite and lost 300 followers and was like doesn't matter what transition i take from this point someone's gonna get pissed off there are gonna be people that don't agree i'm just gonna fucking go for it might as well do what you want to do yeah at the end of the day any like at the end of the day anything is bad in moderation like everything is bad it's just really what you choose to expose yourself to and how much you decide to take in from everything like what even what is because i don't watch much gambling i really would only see the shit that hadzi would be fucking winning but what is the i mean yeah your type of content is talking shit and just swiping or however what goes on in the background what is the vod type of content that you're creating from that like is that one where you go in and you're like this is what i want to talk about because i assume with a certain game you just know you're going to fucking hit and it's going to do whatever. So how, are, how do you then amplify what you're doing to then make that more interesting? Or is Let's that what's interesting? Like, from, from the VODs perspective, like the VODs are just easy because like the people that watch the VODs already know what's going on in the, in the games. So like okay. the games just sell itself and they're just there to watch the games. If, I, if I'm on for like a big hit, I actually just shut the fuck up. I just let the game do the talking. Nice. <laughs> like... The VODs aren't necessarily about me. They're about, like, the actual gambling themselves. And, like, we try and do, like, a mixture of, like, some of the worst fucking wins that we get so we're not constantly painting this, like, positive image of it because, like, it's so easy to only ever post, like, real highlights. Yeah. Which can be, like, naturally misleading about how gambling really is. So we try and do, like, a mixture. And, like, obviously most of them are highlights because not everyone wants to watch, like, a 6P win. Yeah. But, like, I'll always try and be, like, if we get, like, a really shit win and it's funny how shit it is, we'll make a video out of that as well. What's a shit win for someone who doesn't understand Anything. gambling? If, if the win is less than the money that it costs to get the win, nice. then shit. <laughs> if, if your win is a loss, it's not a win. Oh, okay. And those <laughs> like, will be so- funny videos. Yeah, interesting yeah. So like okay basically like 
most slots have like what's called like a bonus or like a feature so like you'll spin it and it'll have like the normal game and then like eventually like something will happen to trigger like a special version of the game which is normally like 10 free spins and those 10 free spins have a twist to make the game pay more okay right so in those 10 free spins like you know you would normally walk away with like a good amount of money because that's sort of what you play to get to um, but sometimes you'll get those like 10 free spins and they'll pay like fuck all. Nice. And then if they pay fuck all over the course of like a 20, uh, over the course of like a two minute bonus, you're sitting there and you're like, I've sat through all of this and it's done nothing. That's freaking <laughs> and it, beautiful. And it's quite amusing. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's a realistic version of gambling. Yeah. Like, and you know, like if you can advocate for being able to, uh, if you're going to do it, at least do it and have fun doing it. Yeah. Then, you know, like, there's things about kids getting addicted to fucking Fortnite. Like, you can well, get kids addicted, addicted to, anything, to anything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, so if you're an adult, I think you have the ability to make that decision yourself. But I also think that, like, maybe that's just my brash thought process on life and how, you know, I think people should think for themselves a little bit more. Like, if you're encouraged by a man on the internet, then you probably shouldn't have access to your own wallet. But that's just me. I mean, well, <laughs> and there's also, I think we, it, it, people... What I seem to be seeing is people seem to have, what's the big word I'm trying to think of that I can't think of, but people are trying to relinquish their responsibility for their own kids. It's like, it's, I'm sorry, it's not my fault that your kid wants to play Call of Duty because they saw me. How are you not talking to your kid enough that you don't know they're watching my stream for six hours a day? Like that type of stuff. It's like, and that's, it's such a tough thing, especially growing up as someone who's like wanted to be in entertainment, wanted to be an actor, wanting yeah. to be out in the public and realizing that it's like what, <laughs> what, well, and that, but also like what comes first? Is it the famous or knowns person? Is that, is it that person's responsibility to model a good life for everyone else to see? Or is it that person's responsibility to live their fucking life however they so choose and for the parent to then teach their kid like what apart that what about that person's life should you then choose to aspire to or not aspire to yeah like exactly. i don't I think mean, yeah like everyone is a celebrity or whatever is supposed to be perfect you're supposed to be saying the right things at all the right times you're supposed to be a model for kids and it's like if you want to be like, yeah, I would love to be an inspiration and be someone that a kid can look up to and uh, and want to aspire to be like that. But that doesn't mean I'm going to cuss less in order to make it more yeah. uh, palatable. That doesn't mean I'm going to make more appropriate jokes because it's more palatable to a younger audience. No, I'm going to be the 30-year-old that I'm going to be. And it's up to you as a parent to then distinguish, like, what is grown-up behavior and what is not grown-up behavior. I completely make you right. Like, I've seen... One of the things that, like, has obviously, as I say, been a lot more prominent for me lately is people trying to say, like, what about kids that see this? And I'm like, well, A, I'm making the content on fucking Facebook. And you should be, if you're on Facebook, you should realistically be old enough to be making decisions for yourself or at least being able to understand the real world. Yeah. Um, and all of, all of my content does specifically point out 18 plus. Like, you know, I'm not trying to advertise it to children. But if a kid does stumble across it, that's not my fucking fault. Yeah. That is their parents' fault. And that is their parents' obligation to explain to them that this is bad. Do not do this. Yeah. Like, I, I take zero responsibility and I, I will sleep absolutely fine at night knowing 
that if a kid stumbles across my audience, across my content, I've never made it child friendly, so they shouldn't be watching in the first place. Yeah. If you if you don't allow your kids to be around swearing or you know dirty jokes or whatever the fuck it is that you want to call it, like whatever, like. And I will continue to sleep well, knowing that I don't think I have an effect on any children's lives. Yeah. If you want to worry about parenting a kid, then become a parent. You're not yeah, one, exactly. so you don't have to. Yeah. Exactly. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't want my own fucking kids because I, I don't want to have to. To do know, this. Like, to do this shit. Yeah. I, you know, if, if you don't want to do this shit, don't be a parent. Like, that's, that's not my fucking problem. It's yours. <laughs> yeah. I love. Uh, yeah. That's that's I'm, it's going to be very interesting what people think about that, because I, I like I also don't know what. Yeah, I, I've been so firm on on this for so long when certain celebrity where it's like nude photos of a celebrity leak or something. And it's like, how is it that how is that their fault or like yeah. whatever, like any any anything that's of like adult adults doing adult shit that then yeah. gets spread out into the world. And then parents are like, oh, they shouldn't have. And it's like they're they're grown. But that, that's like saying, like, you know, you're having sex at home and your kid walks in on you. It's your responsibility to make sure they don't fucking walk in on you. And they're just yeah. as liable to accidentally walk in on something like that on the internet. Like, but it's your responsibility as a parent to stop that from happening. Because yeah. the internet's a wild place, mate. And, like, most of the people that are saying this shit probably only actually say, like, 1% of the internet. Like, not even. They don't actually ever see any of the real fucked shit. You know oh, I mean? no. Like, no. No, you the internet's I mean? a like, horrible place. Yeah, the internet's fucking diabolical, mate. It's yeah. like a haven for the worst people in the world. But, you know, if you don't want your kids seeing that, like, I'm sorry, but you brought them up in an era where social media and people making content, whether you agree with it or not, is incredibly prevalent. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't let your kid have social media if you don't want to see them. Yeah, like, like, that's like, why I feel like parenting is so much harder. I don't, I don't know. I'd be curious if there was any... Emo I don't want to say emotionally intelligent enough parent, but, but there is like a certain awareness you have to have about technology and the power of technology versus what it was 30 years ago. Like 30 years ago, what are you going to expect your kid's going to find? They can't I mean, go like, into like, they can find a Playboy, but yeah. they can't necessarily buy one. Yeah. They can get like, you, you would have to have access to older people in order to get what now the internet and fake IDs can provide. Exactly. I feel like. I mean, like my, you know what, right? My my stand on social media now, having spent, I've been on, you know, like I've had Instagram since I was young, had Snapchat and like all of the, you know, TikTok obviously wasn't about that long ago, but yeah. like all of that shit now. And like, I think TikTok is a diabolical platform. I think it's Oh, I horrendous. love TikTok. I love TikTok. See, but it's just so- But why? Like, why is it? Why because, do you think it's diabolical? Because I, I, so like from my understanding of like chemical imbalances in your brain and things like that and- uh, social media being such a big thing for fast dopamine hits. Yeah. TikTok is is the the definition of a fast dopamine hit. And as we're watching like attention spans dwindle and people's mental health go into the pan, having dopamine on tap like that is not healthy. That's like, fair. When you can literally just scroll through and just find shit, and if you don't like the first second of it, you can scroll on to the next one. Like that is unhealthy. It's ruining the attention span of people and things like that. And I don't think that like I personally think that if you're a like parent, you shouldn't let your kid have social media until they're 16 anyway. Oh yeah. Because like with the shit that's online now, like no social media is safe. Like Twitter, you can go on and I've gone on Twitter and the first thing that's shown up on my thing is someone getting fucking beheaded. Like, oh fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. Like, or all of like, uh, uh, and like, you know, the, the nasty stories and all right, they're real. Like, you know, when 
when people come out and they talk about like things that have happened to them and stuff like that's awful but as a child you shouldn't be reading that no. like whether it's whether it's knowledgeable or not that is down to your parents to teach you and i just think that at this point in time like with the way social media is and the lack of censorship and also like there's such big push for freedom of speech which i don't disagree with uh i think within within limits and within realms but with like you know like these influential figures trying to push all these various different agendas and stuff like i i think you shouldn't have social media at this point until you're old enough to really actually make decisions for yourself dude i'm 30 and still don't even think i should have social media sometimes <laughs> like that's like i've deleted i deleted instagram and facebook off of my phone i only have tiktok yeah. and twitter to keep me satiated and yeah tiktok is for the fast dopamine hits and the random uh videos that i love to watch um but yeah that's there's 1000% more power that the parents need to be taking over than the creators who are creating the content. Cause at the end of the day, we're just trying to have people watch our videos and it's not exactly. our fault if your kid is scrolling and that app thinks that your kid should watch our video. I, exactly. I didn't like, ask for that. You know, you know, like I'm just trying to cater a video to an algorithm and not to necessarily who exactly is going to see it. I'm just like, I'm want to make fucking money. Right. Like, you know, the same as same as anyone else it's like a bus driver wants to make money but if you let your kid run out in front of a fucking bus that's your fault like, oh yeah yeah if, if you need to have that little leash miles an hour yeah exactly if a bus goes 30 miles an hour and you let go of your kid and they step out in front of the bus like how do you expect the bus driver to slow down you can't like, yeah you know like i'm not Poor gonna bus slow driver. down doing what i'm doing exactly <laughs> you know it's I'm sure it's not fucking nice for anyone involved in yeah that scenario, right but yeah at the end of the day like if if the kid is with you on the pavement the kid is your responsibility, right? Yeah. Not the bus driver's responsibility. He's just trying to drive his bus. Yeah. You know the I'm bus saying? is like, his responsibility. Exactly. And you've ruined. Yeah. You've, you've put something in front of his bus and to a point where he can't slow down fast enough. Like it's, it's as simple as that. Like if you're a parent, I think you should have full control and responsibility over your child. Like, so I don't think it's anyone else's problem. <laughs> so then, well, I guess, no, that just goes back to the same thing. Cause I was going to say, how do you, you, you're not making content for kids. So I was just like, how it's interesting that as much as we we both seem to be in a way of not liking social media, but we also are a big part of social media. Like our in terms of how we so create content. It, you fucking hate it. Like I I I literally like nine mm. times out of ten now don't scroll very often. Like I don't I don't use TikTok. Yeah. Uh the the only things that I scroll are Instagram and Twitter. Twitter mostly because I find like the stories and the news aspects of it quite interesting. That's what and I get Instagram, on TikTok. Oh, see, I, see, I, I get news yeah, on TikTok. I like to read than I do watch. Do you know what oh, I mean? Oh, see, I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I don't like to and read. And then, like, Instagram, I like, do. the only people I follow are, like, people that I either find really interesting or, like, people that I am personally friends with. So I'm just kind of generally scrolling for the sake of scrolling. It's, like, out of sheer boredom. Yeah. Like, I, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, like, at all. I post and ghost. That's it. Nice. I've stopped responding to comments all the time because it just um, it just makes me like fucking anxious all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like I, my phone is constantly on do not disturb nice. because the amount of sheer notifications. Like, I have like one of the fitness watches and the yeah. notifications come through on it, right? And between the amount of phone calls that I have to take daily anyway, and like the amount of notifications that you get as being a creator, let alone having like multiple other companies that are building social media presences, like. And obviously having messages from customers and things like that. Like, fucking hell, if I didn't have that phone on Do Not Disturb, I would be like a nervous wreck. And I, I did, I did, I was like that for a long time. 
Yeah. What, how did you figure out that you were becoming a nervous wreck? What was that feeling for you? Because my watch would buzz and I would instantly be like that and shaking. Really? Yeah, it was that bad. How long ago? Uh, like last year. And was that another quick, like, I know what to do already. I just need to stop checking these things as much. Or what was that uh, realization journey? Jade used to have her phone on do not disturb all the time. And it really wound me up because anytime I rang her, I had to ring her twice. Nice. And I was like, why'd you do it? She's like, because I just don't get spam and notifications. And I was like, I bet. So I was like, hmm, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to try it and see how I get on. I've done it for a weekend. Um, and it, it was it, it was feels so, so good. Freeing. It feels so it good. Beautiful it's feeling. so great. And, and I was like, that's it. It's, it's staying like it forever now. Like, it's it just, I don't have to check it. It speeds up my work time. I, I have better conversations with people because I don't have to consistently, like, be wondering, oh, fuck, what's come up now? Oh, yeah. fuck, what's come up now? Like, you know, it's brilliant. So do you have a, like, certain relationship with your employees and coworkers and all of that where they know when and how to reach you like are you a are you a person that's like okay from eight to one is when i'll be on my phone and take calls and then one off nah, i'm not if they need to ring me they ring me like i'm not gonna sit there and be rc because if, if someone rings me and i'm busy I'll, I'll answer it and just say i'm busy nice and then i'll be like i'll call you back when i get time like, and are, are you good at managing that because i know one thing that i suck at is i mean granted i'm also i don't have 37 businesses but I'm shit at getting back to people and like maintaining conversation. <laughs> like my biggest angst, like I don't text people. Like even that's why when okay. people are like, I sent you a DM and I'm like, awesome. I might look at it, but nothing yeah. gives me more anxiety than like an ongoing text conversation, especially yeah. because unless it's actually, no, like there are certain times where I'll start a deep conversation and then it's like, no, we need to have this over the phone. Like I refuse I hate, I hate yeah. that. I hate it. So how, do, how are you, how um, do you manage that? How do you manage your, that personal with all of your businesses? Because that's I giving mean, like, a lot of yourself over. Just, most people just ring me. So it's over and done with. Nice. They probably need an answer urgently anyway. And because my phone's on do not disturb, I don't respond to things urgently. Um, as like, if, if people know that if they need something, they just ring me. Um, it's as simple as that. And I'll either answer immediately or I'll say, I'll ring you back in a bit. And if you don't hear back from me in like a couple of hours, ring me again. Nice. If it's that urgent, I'll deal with it now. Like it is what it is. Are you not a big um, texter? Nah, I fucking hate it. Like, Dude, I, I, it's so, yeah. Yeah, like I, it, it, whenever I'm like around people, I would rather be around people having like a proper meaningful conversation. Yeah. Um, like I, I don't like this idea of like texting people consistently. Like unless I have to, or unless we're discussing something brief, Yeah. then it can stay on text for the most part. Or I'm just like, either catch up in person or just ring you nice because it's it's just quick and there's no fuck arsing about and like i also can just speak i don't have to try and keep up with my brain trying to type do you know what I mean? yeah dude especially <laughs> so, when you're trying to have just like a conversation and then you shut your phone off and then you're like fuck okay they have to reply i'm supposed to be waiting for that reply and then you open yeah, it and then it's yeah like that's what i can't stand yeah literally the the, the that kind of like anxious feeling of like i've sent someone a message when are they going to get back to me and then they send me a message i'm like how soon do i respond yeah so like, <laughs> and it's like oh they probably want me to get back to them really quickly that's why yeah. like whenever someone dms i'll get to it when i get to it i might not get to it yeah i'll but let you know like, there's like people that come in my stream they're like i sent you a message and i'm like on what you have to be more specific than just hey, same I sent your message yeah and then they're like oh, i sent you a message on twitter and i'm like okay 
and I'm like, I'll have a look when I get a chance. And they're like, when will that be? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I was like, I don't really check my messages very often. I was like, I'll just respond to it when I can be asked. I was like, the normal wait time is like two to three weeks. Nice. <laughs> when I get like, bored and see that I have unread messages, I'll be like, yeah, oh, what yeah. do I want to see? Like, yeah, chances and if are. If preview isn't interesting, it's not getting read. Sorry, 1,000%. <laughs> I mean, chances are I've read your message. If it's in my recommended or whatever, or in my, uh, what is it, request, chances yeah. are I've read it. Yeah. That's it. Otherwise, yeah, I, I get so anxious about fuck. Okay, you're going to reply and then expect to reply and then I have to. No, I'm good. Let's it's just. It's not just that though. On like platforms like uh, Instagram and Twitter, like where you might actually spend a fair amount of time yourself. Once you respond to someone's message, you give them a direct access to continue messaging you. And like revoking that from someone is either it feels immoral in a sense, or it's just really difficult. And like once someone has messaged me once and I've responded, I can guarantee that person continues to message me afterwards. And I'm like, I'm not like, I know it's brutal to say, but it's like, I'm not your friend. I don't know you as a person. Like, I don't know you as an individual. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try and have regular conversations with you because as, as fucked as it sounds, if I did that for everyone, I wouldn't have time to make content. Same, dude. I wouldn't have time to go live or do business shit. Like, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not a therapist and I stand by that. And I'm, but I'm also, I can't be a friend to everyone. I'm an entertainer. I'm yeah. Not, you know, your mate from down the pub. Yeah, that's like, valid. And that's and I like, think you have to set that boundary, right? Yeah. And it's also so tricky though, because you do end up, it's, it's one of those, again, the inadvertent benefit outcome of what we do is you are spending hours a day with people. They are spending it with you. You're spending it with them. So there's like, there is that inherent closeness that's cultivated, but it's also different because that closeness doesn't necessarily correlate with everywhere. Mm. And I think that's, that's just like the interesting part of like, that's, I guess, one of the beautiful things of content creation is no one is doing it the same. Like some people are so adamant about replying to every message, replying to comments, doing this, being as involved as they possibly can. Some people go stream and dip. Like that's more me is stream all like, that's why I like Twitter because I can post something you can reply and I have zero obligation obligation to reply. <laughs> yeah. I can heart it. And that is so satisfying. But the second that in that jumps to like a, a conversation or something in DMS, that's when it gets way crazier. But yeah. yeah, there's, there's so much, dude. There's so much that we are asked that some things like you, you just don't, you just don't want to be asked to. And that's I, mean, I think as like, well, like as, as creators, like a lot of creators won't talk about the boundaries that they have. And then yeah. like, when you do talk about it, like people don't like that you talk about it because I, I, I find a lot of the time, like people almost forget that you're your own person as well. It's so easy to do. Cause like, I know I do it with like celebrities occasionally, like you'll see someone on like the TV and you're like, fucking hell, their life must be good. And then it's like, you obviously have to think that they go through all the same shit that you do, like as a person, as well as doing like everything in public too. Like, um, and like a lot of people find it, difficult to believe that you have your own shit going on sometimes yeah. and like i've had people message me with like something that was like a perfectly fine message and i've responded to them in a way that's like almost expresses not like uh, yeah okay probably almost expresses my disinterest in what they've said because i'm like i know it sounds fucking horrible but it's like i'm sorry i cannot like 
entertain every single person who says things like this to me. Yeah. Otherwise, I wouldn't have any time. And then they get arsy with that because they don't understand that, like, I've got my own fucking family, my own friends that I know, like, in person that, like, I might actually have to spend time with and do things with. And I haven't got time to sit there and, like, talk to some random geezer on the internet all the time. Like, I, I don't have it. Like, you have those three that. hours a day to an extent that you're yeah, live. Like, exactly, that's my yeah. time. If you, yeah. Like, yeah. That if makes you sense. want to interact with us, do it then. Like, don't fucking, please don't encroach on my life where I have other responsibilities and other people to worry about because, unfortunately, you are not the be-all and end-all in my life. And as brutal as that may sound, and some people really don't like to hear that, and that's why I think a lot of creators stray away from that conversation because it's a yeah. hard one to have. Well, because there's like, also, the, say, say more words. What were you going to say? No, 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 go on. Oh, I was going to say, because there's a difference... There's a difference between sending a DM or a message with the hopes to get engagement or a reply versus just throwing your shit out there. Like the amount of like there's the there's like a certain emotional connection that you almost have to take away. Like the amount of DMs I've sent to people that are like, hey, you want to do a co-stream or whatever and not gotten a reply. If I sat there and actually took that personally and were like, oh, my gosh, they don't care about me. They think that I am. You're just doing yourself a disservice. But if I am doing it because it's like, oh my gosh, maybe it would be cool to have an engagement with that person and I don't get a reply. Okay. That's cool. Like we're all living our own life. Like there's, I think that's a big part of the boundary thing that I definitely had to learn that I think a lot of people, especially before they get into this might not have, which is like, you need to have boundaries. You need to know what you're going to will, how many messages you're willing to reply to, what type of messages you're willing, like, am I willing to reply to messages? Uh, like to what depth do I want to talk about my life on stream? Like that's, there's so much and no way is right or wrong at the end of the day, as long as you're just comfortable with whatever boundary you set, that's yeah, it. Like if, like, that's why I don't, if you're again, like the type of person that wants to sit and reply to all those DMS and that's, beautiful for you and that doesn't take away from your life and it's enriching fuck yeah i love that i'm not gonna be that type of person yeah like i would rather i would rather and that's why like it's crazy that you mentioned like i'm not a therapist which i'm actually debating if i actually might end up studying to become one but um that's why i'm like i'm on saturdays now i'm gonna have supporter chatter day where it's like five to ten minutes hop in the discord you can say, we could talk about whatever the fuck you want. If you have questions about streaming, if you have questions about your life, if you just want to say like, Hey, thanks. Or, Hey, your hair is stupid. Please don't say that. But also like, whatever, <laughs> like that there's a, I know how many people would like to access me or have that connection. So beautiful. Yeah. I'm able to navigate my life in a way that provides for that. And yeah. that's how I want to do it. And that might not work. Like that's something that seems like you would rather fucking stab yourself in the eye than do that. And that's great. <laughs> That's beautiful. Like, my, my question for you, though, is like, how long term does that become scalable? Like, in theory, as a creator, you consistently yeah. grow and you grow your audience and those people become more and more and more and more and more. Yeah. How do you consistently begin to fit that into that schedule? That's make time for people without making it look like you're prioritizing one over another. That's what we'll continue to learn as we figure it out. Like, that'll be the first week. But I mean, eventually... I, I don't know. Eventually, like, I love, I forget what his name is, but just whatever the gecko is. Like, it, I think it might just be a situation where not everyone will get to chat. And it's either yeah. if enough people are like, I didn't get to talk, then okay, awesome. I'm so sorry, but here's the two options. Either one is 
you have an equal opportunity to potentially come in knowing that you might not get that opportunity or we don't do it at all and you now never have an opportunity. Yeah. So I feel like that's where you just have to end up giving the unfortunate truth of like some people might not get that opportunity. Yeah. But again, either no one gets it or some do. And I think that's that's kind of just the city shitty situation of it is like you're the sooner you realize that you're not going to be able to make everyone happy, the sooner you're going to find success. The soon, that was like, exactly the, the full process I had between like switching to content types. Yeah. So I know 100% what you're going on about. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. Not everyone is going to enjoy it. Not everyone, not everyone is comfortable with the fact that you're not allowed to talk shit on random streamers or like I have kinder boundaries towards people in chat. That's okay. There's thousands of other people who would love to not care and you can go yeah. and watch them at the end of the yeah. day. Like you're just like, I have to be comfortable doing what I'm doing with the boundaries that I have set in how I want to do this. And if you're not okay with that, that's okay. Enjoy your yeah. life. And I wish you the best. Like that's not, it's, it's nothing deeper than that. Like I, I don't hold any ill will. I'm not out here like trying to piss this person off of like, Oh, I know you're <laughs> not going to get the opportunity to talk to me. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. It's not that it's I think it's so hard to like balance that as well, though, because like so many people like see the connection that they have with you as a creator in, in such this personable way. And then like, but to you, it's just like, uh, yeah, there's meaning behind people's names when they come in the chat. But in the same token, like most of the time, you don't know really anything about anyone on the fucking Internet that watches you. And a lot yeah. of them will know like fucking every ounce of your life, like. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know if this is like a normal thing to do, but when like a year or two ago, when like all of the cheating stuff was like really prevalent, I would Google myself because it would be really funny watching the results come up of what happened when you Googled me and how many people would like be talking about like me cheating and stuff. Really? Um, and it kind of died down and I hadn't done it for a long time. And then last night we were sat there after stream me and put, and I was like, you know what? I've not done in ages. It was like, what? I was like, Googled myself. And he goes, should we do it? I was like, yeah, go on then. So he Googled Halford sucks and like an array of stuff came up, still some old cheating things. Yeah. Um, and then like links to all of my social medias, a couple of like news articles and stuff. And then there was like one that was like famous birthdays, which is like this website. I bought it like, too. Yeah. Dude, yeah. And I was like, when the fuck did I get added to this? I yeah. Like, it's like a picture from like three years ago of me with like a massive spot on my face looking really overweight. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then they're like, born in the United States. And I was like, that's <laughs> fucking wrong. I was like, it's obviously fairly recent. Yeah. They've got like making COD content and like over 150,000 followers. I was like, they've not looked into everything. And then I like click through the pictures and they've scrolled back through my Instagram at some point. And there's like a picture of me from when I was 17. Um, and they put that on there and it says 17. And Pud was like, when was that? I was like, fucking long time ago. I was like, you know what's really weird? I was like, it was scrolling through my Instagram to find that. And I know that the caption for that photo is summer slot. And I was like, fuck's sake. I was like, so they've scrolled through my Instagram, found a picture that says summer slot, decided to put it on their fucking website. And then like my family section, they've got my dad's name wrong. They've said that my dad's name is Pud's real name. So what? Pud is my dad and my mom. Oh my and then there was like, and then just some other random shit. And I sat there and looked at it and was like, what? I was like, this is so bizarre. <laughs> Dude, now I'm looking. Okay, so there's a lot of images for me. IMDB is first. Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. 
That's someone else. I swore I was on famous birthdays. There we go. Let's see. <laughs> they actually have my birthday right. They have my age right uh, about weightlifter who shows off his physique and workout routines on his popular <laughs> Instagram account. John spelled wrong. So far, his account has attracted more than 10,000 followers. This has to be so old. He played football in high school and graduated in 2011. Bro. It's they, the research they do, though, because they have, like, really bizarre things that, like, I wouldn't think they'd have. And then they have, like, things that are just, like, how are you missing this part? Dude, yeah, in my family life, they have, like, he's close friends with fellow fitness enthusiast, Carolyn Mitt. I haven't talked to her in so long, and we, <laughs> it, we met once in person, and that was it. <laughs> What the hell, dude? Yeah, I, Instagram star, I'll fucking take it. But the photo that they have is relatively new. So it's like, I haven't had the about section. I haven't had 10,000 followers in like five years, five, six, seven years. So th that's fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> dude, yeah, famous birthdays. Never trust anyone who's reading those except yeah. for the birthday because it's actually true. Yeah, um, the, the birthday is about the only thing that's right on there. They spelled my name right as well, though, because I spelled my name funny. It's just wild they that they put right. your dad is fucking bud. Yeah. Like, my family section is uh, his mother and father are Jay and Mandy Halford, and he dated someone called JD. And that's all that's in my family section. I was like, what? Dude. How strange that that's literally the sentence that it says. That's so good. So <laughs> it's a fucking weird website, man. Okay, so now to tie this all the way back to platforms. So where, what are you doing now? Like, are you still sticking with Facebook? Are you planning on moving your gambling stuff over to Kick? Like, what's been that? I'm just chilling at the moment. Like, yeah. I didn't want to... Well, the biggest problem that I had with Facebook was the exclusivity aspect of it. Because yeah. obviously, like, I know that, like, partners in the US don't have the same clause that we do. But in the UK, it was like, we had to stream a minimum of 20 hours... But it also every ga every gaming stream that we did had to be on Facebook. Like yeah. we could do just chatting streams elsewhere, but it's kind of hard to get people to convert over that when I didn't do just chatting streams on Facebook. Yeah. Um. So like I was just like I just fucking don't want that restriction because like even though Facebook's where the bulk of my audience is and I've converted people elsewhere, I find it really hard to convert people off of Facebook because you can do everything on Facebook. Yeah. Like if you want to if you want to do an announcement post on Facebook, you can do an announcement post on Facebook. It's not like Twitch where like on Twitch it's like you can't do posts. Yeah. Like you have to get people to follow you on Twitter. Like you don't have to do that on Facebook, so I never did it from the start and to try and do it like a good portion of the way into my career is like it's almost too late. Yeah. Um so like I would I'm branching out slowly. But obviously, I've also just made a huge transitional step content-wise. So, like, I'm rebuilding that audience, period. Nice. Um, to try and cater to new audiences. So I'd rather just stick with what I know at the moment and just slowly branch out once I feel like I've rebuilt that foundation properly again. What is that new content, if you can talk about it? Well, no, no, no. Obviously, I've gone from, like, COD to gambling. Yeah. And not all of those viewers convert. Um, and also, I'm doing it at different times as well. And I'm also trying to focus a lot more on like real lifestyle content. Obviously, I don't actually like sitting behind my desk 24-7. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough. And I do enjoy training for marathons and for fights and triathlons and things like that and pushing myself as an individual to the limits. And if I can create content around that, especially content that like might inspire people to do better in their own health as well, then a hundred percent I will. And you know, nice. I'm trying to sort of 
figure out my way around doing that because I'm not sure how that goes at the moment. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of floating for now. Like I'm yeah. in no rush to see what happens. I'm just excited to try new shit without any restrictions. You know what I mean? I love it. How long have you been focusing more on the IRL stuff? Um, I wouldn't say I've really made like too We're not much focused, content on it. Trying. Like, yeah, we, we, like last year, we, when Pud first started working with me, um, we focused on making like a bunch of like IRL based YouTube videos, some of which were challenge videos. Some of them were more like vlogs, obviously like as doing what I do, I get to actually live quite an extravagant lifestyle and travel and see cool shit. Yeah. And, like I'm presented with opportunities that like I otherwise wouldn't have been presented with if it, if it wasn't who I was sort of thing. And so like, we do like vlog style things with that. Um, like, you know, just that sort of shit. Like, but I kind of don't focus on it. I just kind of let it happen. Yeah. Because I don't want to, like, I'm not trying to sell my life as something fascinating because realistically, six out of seven days of the week, I am sat at my desk every day. I am doing a fuck ton of work. And then the rest of the time, if I'm not doing that, I'm probably training or in the gym uh, or in fucking meetings. And that's not overly fascinating. So when we do get these cool opportunities to like go and present an award show or like go to this, massive blase event that's really extravagant and cool like yeah if i can film it and it not be too weird be trying to film the experience then i will and i'll make a video out of it if people want to watch they want to watch it if they don't i'm not going to fucking try and yam it down someone's neck yeah you know what i mean just so, create like, the content yeah, yeah exactly like we've climbed like mountains and i filmed climbing the mountain which was diabolical because it's pissing hard all day nice. um like and just shit like that like i just find it fun like a I like to do like little weekend trips on like a Saturday. It'll only be for like a day, but like this Saturday, I'm probably going to go up north somewhere. Uh, there's like a lovely, like, I suppose it's like a national park, but for the UK. Hold on. Can I pause um, you for 30 for two half sure. seconds? <laughs> cool. Thanks. Um, there's like a national park that looks kind of cool. And I kind of want to go up there because I've never had the chance to do it. So we're just going to go and wander up there and do that sort of shit. Like, I don't know. I like to live my life as like off camera as much as I do on camera. So I try yeah. to find that like healthy balance between without like realistically, I could consider everything content, but in the same token, like I also like to just live like relatively stress-free and actually experience things as well. How are you trying to figure out balancing that? Because that's the exact thing that I'm working towards because so many people want to see me do jujitsu, me at the gym, yeah. me, whatever, me playing volleyball. But there's like that part of me that's like, no, that's me. But also realizing that I could create content that people would want to watch. So like, how is there something in you that sees the content as more valuable to your own experience at some point? And then you're like, fuck, it's worth it. Or how? <laughs> From like a monetizing the content perspective aspect, I'm not phased about doing that anymore. Like if people like want to watch me doing shit they want to watch me doing shit i'm not going to sit there and try and think about how i can make it like a new career path um because i did that with gaming and it ruined gaming for me yeah and it made it so much more harder to enjoy so like my artwork and stuff as i say i fucking love painting and i love being able to sit there and draw and i've got sketchbooks filled up with shit that like will never see the light of day to anyone other than me and i don't want it to but like if i do like a painting that i'm particularly proud of like the one like the this one um dude that I, thing's I sick that was the first one i saw yeah I, i've done like a like a huge like six foot version in the front of my office as well um and so like doing things like that i love doing and if i post a picture of it and people enjoy it and you know 
want a copy or whatever, then I'll make prints and I'll put nice. them on my website. But I'm not going to go out of my way to force myself to do it every month. I'm just going to do it. And if it happens naturally, it happens naturally. It's the same with like experiences. If I go somewhere and I feel like it would be appropriate to film, then I'll film it, but I'm not going to force myself to film it. Like obviously I, I had, I have like an opportunity at the moment to document my boxing yeah. and train him for my boxing. But I know that if I'm documenting myself while I'm learning, I'm taking away from the experience of learning yeah. because I do actually need to train. Like I would rather not step in a ring and get my fucking head kicked in. Fair. So like I do actually need to train maybe in like a month's time when I've got like two weeks left before the fight, I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay, I feel comfortable now. Like even though it's the last two weeks, I've also trained my bollocks off for the last six. So if I set up a camera and we get a couple of highlights, then I get a couple of highlights and I can piece it together in a video. If people care about watching it, they care about watching it. But I'm not going to force that upon myself or anybody else. Nice. So it seems Sorry. like primarily you have to you have to be inspired and maybe want to see this at a later time. And yeah. then there's the, oh, since I recorded it, might as well. Nice. I document a lot of things that I do anyway, just because like, as I say, like through the alcohol and like ADHD and stuff, my memory's not the best. Um, and I can forget quite a lot of things and like, sometimes it's like funny, the things that I forget. And then other times it's like, I'm genuinely sad that yeah. I forgot that. Like I have the date of my granddad passing tattooed on me so that I physically don't forget that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like shit like that is like, wow, I really did piss away quite a few years of my life just because I was, you know, reliant on something that I shouldn't have been reliant on. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of wary of that sort of thing. So I like to live in the moment, but there's like elements to that where like the reason I don't care about like monetizing or turning content into a business. And if I make it a video, it's mostly just for me to look back on. Like when I went to Malta last year and like never presented an award show, never stood up on a stage in front of like thousands of people, I fucking done it. Cause I thought it'd be a cool experience. And I did. And I loved every second of it. It was brilliant. But I wouldn't have remembered the finer details of that if we hadn't have filmed it and got to like make a video out of it. I don't care if anyone watches it, but yeah. I've now got like a nice little like collection of memories for me to look back on and think, I remember that. That's quite cool. But otherwise I probably wouldn't remember it. You know nice. what I mean? Yeah. And are you recording these yourself? Or do you like think of, do you have a, a friend or someone help you? Like Who's nice. normally there. Nice. I, I, Cause like, obviously as I say, like a big part of, um, him working with me is like that's my best mate i want him to get to experience shit as well and so by him coming along to these mad events he gets to experience stuff but also we've got like an easy way of documenting it and i'm not just living this because like doing this shit gets fucking lonely yeah i did this stuff for like over three years on my or like three years on my own going to these events just rocking up to meet people that i'd only ever known online and not getting to probably ever see most of them ever again yeah and just continuing to talk online and that like it doesn't always feel as meaningful, but like when I've got someone that's alongside me, like experiencing that, living that shit with me, like it's so much more cool. Like nice. know, it's, it, I think it adds a lot of meaning to it for me at least. So was that something you were craving before you brought him in, in this capacity, or was it something that you feel has, you've just realized since you've allowed that in your life? I think I realized it since I allowed it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm still a loner. I will still shut my door and be left alone all day. And I will make sure that 
He knows that if I shut my door, not to fucking come in unless it's urgent. Nice. And like everyone knows that. Like if if I want to be left alone, I want to be left alone. Like yeah. And I will still spend the majority of my day on my own. I like my own company. I'm more productive on my own. I can focus. If I'm having a fucking moment where it's like I can't concentrate at the minute, I'm just gonna put on fucking like a YouTube video and calm down for 20 minutes and then come back to it in you know in 10, 15 minutes time, whatever. Like I can do that. And I will always prioritize being on my own than I will be with someone else because, yeah. you know, that independence aspect for me is incredibly important um, and being able to ensure that I'm not reliant upon anyone. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think I do think it has benefits, but I also like after I've spent a day with someone, I have to be on my own for a while and I will tell them to go fuck themselves and leave me be. So here, just one day is enough for you to need like 24 one hours day alone? Is more than enough, yeah. Like normally when we travel, like it's cheaper for us to get like obviously the same hotel room and just different beds. But like if we've if we've done like a seven hour drive to the other end of the country, I'm like, I'm getting my fucking room to one. <laughs> nice. That's so, normally, so good. I, like normally when we travel, like we'll have separate rooms. Like, you know, I'll pay for like both the rooms. I don't expect him to come because he wouldn't be coming if it wasn't for me sort of thing. Yeah. But it's just because I need to have that space to myself. Like I'll be the first one like in a changing room to not be phased about getting changed in front of other people. It's not like I'm self-conscious about anything like that. It's just, I like being able to, if I want to fucking lay flat on the bed and do like a massive fart, like I can do that if I'm on my own. Do you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> doesn't nice. really matter. Like <laughs> just things like that. Like, I don't know. I just like being able to, I feel more free on my own. That's fair. Uh, I'd like to experience things with other people as well. So healthy balance. Yeah. Well, and you had mentioned that. So if you're feeling some type of way, you'll put on a YouTube video. I know you had mentioned that painting is a big piece for you. Work is a big piece for you. Fitness. Like, are those your main, like, what are your take care of your mental? I need to. Yeah. I need to kind of just check in with myself. What is that for you? Music, gym, paint. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Anything that like, like music. Uh, from the second I wake, like I normally fall asleep listening to music as well. Like my Spotify Wrapped at the end of every year is disgusting. It's there's yeah. so many fucking hundreds of thousands of minutes listened to. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's oh yeah, crazy. Because it's it's on. Like if I'm awake, there's music playing, and normally I fall asleep to it as well, and it will play through the night as well. Nice. Um. So it's, there's basically music in my life like twenty to twenty four hours a day, um, and. Like that keeps me grounded. It keeps me like, I can't focus unless I have like a slight background audio track to like keep me same ticking by. So like even when I'm playing COD or like now I've got music playing, nice. um, like it's just always, it's always on. Do you know what I mean? It might yeah. be the same song on repeat or it might just be random shit. It doesn't matter. Um, and then like I go to the gym every day because it's, you know, it's, you know yourself, like it's that release. So it's like all of that built up tension and you, you can just, pick up a weight and it like even though you're putting more weight on like it feels like there's a weight off your shoulders do you know yeah. what i mean it's such a like weird comparison to make but yeah and then then painting as well like i love creative things i love things that i can progress in as well so like painting and and the gym are two very progressive things like if you want to like you can start a painting like uh, for instance like i can show you this like this will mean absolutely fuck all to you at the moment, but like I'm painting a boxing glove. Nice. And But this will be like a progressive thing. Yeah. Right? So it starts off looking shit, and then hopefully by the end of it, it doesn't hopefully. look like a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it will, because, you know, I've scrapped many a piece of art in the past because I didn't like how it turned out. But like, eventually it will come out and it will look cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's progressive. It's, it's, it's getting better every time I go back to it. I love that. So, 
And then getting back to the music, do you, were you having the music? Because I'm the exact same. The second I wake up, Spotify's on. I mean, I can't. Unfortunately for me, I can't fall asleep to music because if it's a song I like, like I'll get excited and start singing or whatever. So I just listen to like river noises or some shit like that. But the second I wake up, that is muted. I either have a podcast on, a book on tape, or I have music on. Have you noticed, Was were you that way before you went sober? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've really. Always, I've always been like that with music. Yeah, ever since I was a kid, it's always been music. I like I grew like my dad is big into his music, and I grew up around him. Uh, always like, like our best memories together are music based. Nice. Um, and it took like a huge part of my life as a kid, and it's just kind of translated into being an adult as well. That there's you know a lot of music in my life. You know what I mean? What's your go-to calm calmness, or is it any type of music? Calmness is not really genre based. There's a band. I don't. I don't know if you'll ever heard of them. There's a band called Elbow. No. Um, but they like their lead singer has an absolutely beautiful voice, and I love songs that have passion behind them. Yeah. Like if if a song like uh, I think that's why I don't like a lot of pop songs because I can't feel the passion. It feels like it is scripted, and it feels like it is let's hit the top of the charts, and it's not. Let's put every fiber of being like if a song gives me goosebumps, I fucking love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so for me, Elbow is like a beautiful band. The way that they, the way that he sings, and the way that they have like things accompany them, like is it like you know, is if you listen to it, it'd, be, it'd probably be like not the sort of music you'd expect me to listen to. But I grew up listening to like one of their albums, and that's as they've released new music. I've seen them live, and I just love it. Like it, it gives me chills. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. whenever I want to calm down and fall asleep. I put that on just gently in the background. Nice. And then most of the time I'll listen to sort of like more like complete contrast, more like heavy rock style stuff. Okay. That's um, fair. And like, like old school rock as well. So are you so, not one that gets distracted by lyrics? Because that's I the do. one thing, like I can do lo-fi, but if I were to have music on in the background and it wasn't lo-fi, I would have checked out of shit. I need to be listening to like on occasion. So, like, I'll, I'll always be the first one to sing. Like, I fucking love sitting there just belting out some lyrics. Um, but it's for me, it's just a way to keep my brain on track. Because if because I, I try and focus on so many things at once, if there's one constant, it means I can focus on that constant and then take parts and put it towards nice. one thing at a time. So, like, otherwise, if that's not there, it's like sensory overload and there's so many things happening. And I'm like, uh, what one do I look at first? It's like... Whereas if that happens, there's music playing, I can just be like, go back to the music and then deal with it one step at a time. Interesting. So the music is like the anchor, the home base to kind of come back to check in with yourself yeah. and then be like, oh, what am I going to do first? Okay, there. Yeah. But if there's no music, then you... Interesting. So if, to like visualize it, if the music is on, it's easier to see an individual thing. If the music is off, everything is screaming at you? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's I, fair. Like, obviously, music and creativity, I think, go hand in hand as well. Yeah. And as much as like it might seem that I have to sit there and do loads of boring like paperwork and shit, which I do, but I also like to do it in like, you know, if you ever have to sit there and have like an official meeting with me, I'll make sure it's as unofficial as possible. Nice. Because I yeah. can't take many things seriously. So, like, even when I have to do paperwork and stuff, like I'll. I'll do really weird things just to make it like that little bit more flamboyant. So I feel slightly less bored when I'm doing like what? You know what I mean? <laughs> like every now and then, like, and it's just little things for me, but I write in like block capitals. 
I don't know why. I've just always done it. No, um, wait. So like everything is capital. Everything is capital. You're a writing, horrible yeah. person. Continue. <laughs> You're a horrible, write, horrible like, person. I, I had horrible handwriting when I was younger. So I just it, that then went from like being all nice and cursive to then being just separate letters, and then from there it was like because as i say the bulk of what i have to do in terms of writing is paperwork stuff yeah and so it needs to be like fully legible so i just write in block capitals um and i can't i don't think i could go back to writing normally now it's really weird but like every okay. now and then like i'll just do like an i and then i'll just put like a little heart over the eye for no apparent reason other than just to spice it up for my own fucking boredom dude that's a that's adhd for you you just have yeah, to find no, that little bit of dopamine in every moment it. yeah exactly but it's just just like oh i've been doing this for an hour now i'm bored shitless let me just do a little heart here just see what happens see if anyone ever picks up on it no one's ever called me out on it it's just happened <laughs> so would you say that that's your key to dealing with because of course being a business owner being there's so much mundane boringness would you say that's how you keep yourself going i mean music and then just i guess little gifts for yourself if you will no i, I don't think i need vices i think not my... even vices just like those little heart things like would you be able to make it through that boring shit if it wasn't for those little things yeah okay i love the boring shit as much as i love the exciting shit really the boring shit the boring shit is where the real growth happens like fuck you like, for that because that's so true that's what i'm literally <laughs> trying to figure like, out like this is the thing like when i only ever focused on making content i didn't have any other business stuff to focus on the the real growth didn't happen from me sitting there and streaming for three hours it happened from me sitting there and thinking how can i make the stream better and how can i make the videos better yeah and then working on those videos it was the boring aspects of it that really leveled the content up the next, the next part. And that's reflective of every part of your life. I think, you know, like at the end of the day, like, 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 like the fight that's coming up in six weeks, right? The fight is the exciting part. And a lot of people see the training as the boring part, but the training is where you really get yourself ready for the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's the most important part because you can't fight if you're not ready. That's you can't do so anything good. If you're not ready and you don't put all the background in, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the, yeah. That's literally what I'm trying to embrace because I love comfort. <laughs> I love, I love it. I hate feeling See, I, things. I'm, I'm like the complete opposite. If I'm comfortable, I'm sad. Really? I guess it's different because at the gym, jujitsu, like in certain things, I, I definitely know that that uncomfortability is there and that's what I want and that's what I'm there for. Yeah. But I think it's just in the sitting on my couch and trying to relax and being, yeah. feeling anxiety or feeling some type of way that's not comfort and being like, I don't want to fucking grow right now. I just want to watch yeah. TV. Like, what? The, this is bullshit. This shouldn't be happening right yeah. now. What am I going to learn from sitting here and feeling a lot is the answer it's, to that question. The, but the fascinating part is, is I need to do that more, but I can't, I can't bring myself to do that. Like, I'm so switched on at every hour of the day that if I have to sit there and stagnate for more than 10 minutes, I will drive myself up the fucking wall. Like, I, like, I, like, if you made me sit still, you better put me in a padded room because there's no really? way I'm not losing it. Do you know what I mean? I, can't, I just can't do it. I can't switch off in that way. And have you always been like that? Yeah, I've always, I've always had a goal and I've always been driven. Nice. Um, and I think that if you have a goal, it doesn't matter what's put in front of you, you'll work through it and you'll figure something out. Nice. How do you maintain so, the, the four? I mean, it just seems like you've worked so hard to just have the like i'm gonna fucking do it but is there is there any times where you are trying to check out or you are trying to give up that and you have to cultivate whatever it is in yourself to continue pushing on like what is 
what is that for you? Is it little inspirational talks? Is it reflection? Um, there's, there's different levels to this. Like when I was younger, uh, when I was about 16, I six years ago, myself. six years ago, but yeah, oh, perfect time to, to cut myself. you off. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> no, awesome. Good, good work, John. Um, it's, no, it's, I think it's a, an important topic to talk about. Hey, one thing that you like, didn't succeed in. Good I job. Know. See, it's, and that's <laughs> the thing. Like I, um, I don't believe in like fate or things like that, but I believe that we all have a reason for being here. Yeah. Do you know? Like, and I thought my reason was something different. Do you care to share time, what that was? I don't know. I just like, I always, I'd always worked towards the Marines. Um, and that was all, all I'd ever wanted. And it hadn't been taken away at me at that point, but it just felt so unachievable. And I think I needed it to feel unachievable, like to be where I am now. Cause yeah. that had been easy, but at the time it felt unachievable. Things were crumbling around me. Like I felt like I pissed away a lot of my exams and hadn't done well in it. Um, and my dad's dad had just died at the time. And it was like my first time dealing with proper grief. Um, and it was quite an overwhelming thing and just like a whole bunch of other stuff. Like, I don't even feel like a lot of mental health stuff needs a reason. Sometimes it just gets the better of you. Yeah. Um, and that was one of those times where it just got the better of me. And like, I don't know, I, I tried my fucking hardest to end it all and somehow woke up the next morning and was like, shit, why the fuck am I still here? Like, is yeah. it real? Um, I was like, I don't even know if this is real anymore, but apparently it was. And I was like, well, not really sure what to do with myself. And it took me a few weeks to kind of figure out what, I was going to do um and i didn't really have a direction i was just like, i guess i just keep doing what i was going to do because if i like when you try that fucking hard like yeah. it doesn't work there's got to be a reason that shit didn't work gotta find what that reason is so i kept working towards my goal at the time and then obviously when i broke my leg that kind of put a, an end to joining the marines yeah and i kind of just started streaming for a laugh and that was led me to where i am today and so like now my goals have changed entirely and it's like you know i have goals in my head that i want to achieve and that i will work towards and that i won't realistically fucking quit until i'm there yeah so so what in those few weeks after where were did you did you tell anyone did you gain support from anyone or was it again you dealing with you and just moving on i didn't i didn't share that with anyone like until uh, realistically in the last few years that really came out a bit more like I, I don't know it took about a year for me to talk about it with my family and then like in terms of like talking about it with anyone that wasn't like my parents more or less it, it's sort of been something that i've been a lot more open about in the last few years because it's like i don't think it's anything to be ashamed about like no <laughs> fuck it like you know i think it takes more balls to talk about it than it does to not talk about it do you know what i mean and I, oh yeah and I think there are a lot of people who go through shit like that. And I'm obviously in a position now where I have like the ability to talk to lots of people at once yeah, and to spread a message to a wider audience than, you know, I did when I was 16. And so like through my own doings and experiences in life, if I can, if I can share either some wisdom or something that I've been through that might help somebody else, then I will. What's the so, biggest wisdom you would pass on to someone? In life or in business or in what? Yes. All of it. Whatever. Um, Let's go business and then life. Okay, business. Um, there's nothing easy about it, but 
if you want it enough it doesn't need to be easy the harder it is the better it is and the more rewarding it will be at the end you'll mm. come away and you'll feel so alive that you've just done that that you've just smashed that fucking sales target that you've just made that new company that you never thought you'd be able to do that whatever it is the harder stuff is the most rewarding and if you give up before you finish that hard thing you'll never experience like the real reward of actually mm. achieving something i love that I mean, you could throw that over to life, but I'm curious what you have you for life as, well. life as well. I think with life, it's um, a case of, for me, like, be driven and do shit that you want to do. Like, escape the bounds of what you think is possible and really, and, and really work towards the things that make you uncomfortable. Mm. Um, because, and this, I, I suppose this isn't appropriate to everyone, but I think anyone that wants to achieve something, this will resonate with. Because some people are just happy to kind of plod, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and never never do that. And that's absolutely fine. And I envy you for doing that because you'll never experience like the, the constant stress of wanting to, to be better. And that's, that's great. Like, I wish I could be like that sometimes. I really do. But like for those that understand the exact words that are coming out of my mouth, this, I think this will resonate. And that's just a case of like, if you fucking want to do something, doesn't matter how impossible that shit feels, it's not. And if you work towards it, like you'll you'll smash whatever you want. I was told I'd never walk again, and I ran a marathon. Like you know, yeah, <laughs> fuck it. Like there's so much more to life than just being okay. Like you can be yeah. okay. You can be whatever you want to be, dude. I love that. I'm fucking. That's all I got. I don't know if you have anything else. Like that's fucking. No, yeah. no that was beautiful that, I guess. dude uh well fuck yeah first of all thank you so much for taking the time again apologies for, for all the me. tech issues this was that's all right, mate. fucking amazing uh where can people i'll send you a dm to get all your links to everything that the forty-seven thousand pages you have but where <laughs> if people want to find your content if people want to I mean, we don't want them to connect with you obviously you're you don't reply uh but where are people where should people go to find you? Uh, any social media platform you can find me as Halford Sucks. Uh, like what is spelt in the title. Um, that's about it, really. Like, Fuck yeah. Everything else you can sort of find from there if you want it enough. I mean, you can just Google me and I'll be on Famous Birthdays. Apparently. <laughs> Get to learn all the fake information about your life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Hey, dude. Uh, that's about it, really, I guess. I don't... Yeah, I don't think there's nothing special to me. It's just search for it and it will be there, right? Hell yeah. Dude, thank you so much, so, man. This was this no, was so much fun. Me, I appreciate it. We'll I have think to... this is the first time we've ever actually got to sit there. And I have, think like, it is. Well, yeah, I think yeah. we've only had a couple of times like in exchanges like, and lobbies and shit. But yeah, yeah, but that's been about it. So this was oh, that's cool, man. dude. I've loved I love this. So seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll let you know oh. when this is coming out. Yes, for sure. I'm going to have to fucking get you on because I would like to do some interviews with people at some point and you fascinate me and I would like it to oh, be more thank you. you at some point. So See, and I hate that shit. Would, That's why. <laughs> I hate I it. put the pressure on you to spur of the moment at some point. Dude. That's something you're up for. I'm so down. Just let me know when and where. No, I love that, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you. Fuck brother. yeah, brother. Hey, enjoy the rest of your day night. Enjoy the rest of your stream uh, without any tech issues. Hey! <laughs> you know, we're only going to believe in things that are actually going to happen. <laughs> All right, brother. Dude, sounds good. Later, man.